Here I am. Sorry, everyone. Hi. How's it going, everybody? We've got Thursday, the 30th of September 2021. Thank you. Be here till 10.30. And we've got quite a show uh, going on tonight. Cara Rickard joins us on the show tonight. How good is that? We'll talk back uh, with Thane uh, and Sophia. It's going to be hard to get everybody's names right, but she's coming up in about nine minutes' time. Uh, later on in the show, we've got Hamish Pinkham from uh, Rhythm and Vine. So it'll be great to have Hamish here. And also they have some, you know, hi, Michelle, how's it going? Uh, to talk about a couple of memories. I've been to Rhythm and Vines a couple of times as a DJ, like as a crowd warm-up guy uh, with DJ General Lee, and it was it was fun. It really was fun. So uh, I know people just, you know, set their clocks, their summers by Rhythm and Vines. Should be a great chat. Feels weird talking up Rhythm and Vines over my dear friend, Cara Ricker, uh, which I had to kind of pressure cook her to come to the show today because somebody else fell out. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm very, very, very excited to like finally catch up with her. Um, Michelle, I can't put emojis weirdly on the um, stream. Or I can't put them up on the stream. Anyways, uh, if you'd like to join us, I've just in the stream, the comments now, put the um, the little link so you can come and join us. Plus, we've launched another little show whilst we are, not another little show, a little bit of the show. We want you to share it to win some pies. Have a look at this. Talk back with Thane and Sophia wants to put you in the drawer for a box of Lover Pie Pies. Here's the incentive. We want to grow this beautiful community. All you got to do is share the show. Share the show on Facebook. One share is one entry into a delicious box of Lover Pie Pies that will draw this Friday. So that's right. So if you do get a, a chance uh, and you you got a public profile on your Facebook page, just hit the share, share the show, and then we can see the shares and we'll definitely put you in the drawer. So if you share it as many times as possible, maybe you want to share it to the group that you belong to and, and it falls within guidelines, then give it a share and then um, yeah, we'll put you up on there and, and whatnot. So yeah, uh, we've got Michelle. What's Michelle saying right now? She goes, what ink? Lol. Oh, the link. Sorry, Michelle. I don't know if you can see it, but it's definitely in the um, in the stream. And who's this we've got over here? Ah, how's it going, buddy? All right? Very well. Very good. I sat down, though, and then I remembered I put my chocolate over on the other side of the uh, lounge. I wonder if Benny's um, watching now. Benny, just see this thing. Studio link, please. Definitely going to put the studio link up. But, Benny, can you see the studio link in the comments? Uh, the studio link should be in the comments section so you can jump on. Just shared, mate. Oh, thank you very much there. Uh, this guy, Benny Richards, has just shared it, which is fantastic. Hi, Michelle and Selena. Ah, fabulous. Hey, how have you been anyway? Um, you're looking great and green. Thanks. I really didn't feel very well in the throat yesterday, and I'm trying to work out what's going on. I think I've had some inner ear issues since I was a kid. I'm going to blame it on that. I don't know. I went and saw the doctor. Um, and they were like, yeah, it's, your ear's fine, but you have a red throat, here's some antibiotics. Oh, shit. Okay. Are you feeling better now? Yeah, I did. I felt better today, and it's just gotten better and better. Maybe I'm dehydrated. I don't know. I'm Very doing all the shares too, everybody, so I'm sharing it off my account so the word gets around. Point share, we're coming your way. Sorry not to take any away from th anything from your throat, um, but uh, shit, okay. It's a little bit of a worry, eh? It's a weird time to have a sore throat in this country. Yeah, it's a weird time to have anything, sneezing, coughing, having a sore throat. It's None of it's okay. Everybody looks no. at you like, mm -hmm. you say, oh, I've got a bit of a sore throat. Everyone's like, 
go and get yeah, tested or something. But, yeah. um, uh, Michelle wants to join us on camera. Michelle, you may uh, get your opportunity. Come on, I just wanted you to um, uh, answer this question. Michelle, can you sing, see the link in the comment section? I will say, yeah. Um, sorry, and I forgot we're doing the raising the hands thing. Hi. Um, yesterday when I was not well and I took the night off the show um, just to sort of recuperate a wee bit and get some rest, but I was watching the show because I couldn't help myself and I couldn't see the link anywhere either. So I'm wondering if there might be um, a possibility of posting the link on the page on our Facebook page as a comment. A Kiora. Gosh, I thought Hi, I did that. Do you know what I'm How are you? Do I look like an angel with my halo? No, you look like you're on a ghost hunt, you know? And then you're second you go, ah! Oh, boom. <laughs> like yeah. What was that movie where yeah. they went and it was like ages ago and they held it under here and they're like, oh. Uh, I can't remember. Now, there's a bit of gossip around the office, Sophia. You, what office? At your house? Uh, our office. Oh, okay. Yeah, go on. Our office and our uh, little... Um, Podcast here now. You and Benny Mac were not on the show last night. What was happening no. there? Well, I had a sore throat, but I still tuned in because I couldn't help myself, and I ended up just commenting the whole bloody night. It was a bit weird. I should have just come on, but I just had a sore throat and I couldn't talk. I couldn't project my voice, and I didn't want to uh, make it worse. We had I don't a know what problem. Was he was? I think he was having a, a little tantrum or something. Were you Benny? Good Benny. Yeah. Yeah, I had a, I had to have mental uh, health day off. Um, I right. felt that I I was I had a psychological break. <laughs> a mental health day. Yeah, Fantastic. just as valid as having a. Uh, I tried to I tried to swallow a whole um, a whole a whole jar of pills. And, uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I just felt a bit tired. Eh? I was going to come on, but I was just feeling rinsed. I was feeling tired. And I had like one of those, you know, afternoon sleeps. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get up. Did you Say get whatever you want, you online. Sorry? Pardon me there? No one heard a thing anyone said there. What were you saying? Yes, Luke, Luke, off you go. Did you get the box of tissues I sent you? Oh, I did. Um, did you get the tampons that I sent you? Cool. This anyway. Is great, this is great. Well, anyway, welcome back. You know what? Uh, Dan Matthews uh, commented today, Benny, and said, Where's Benny? Yeah, uh, that's DJ uh, Ox, Dan, Dan Ox. So he was oh, saying, yeah. well, you, you've got you got your fan club out there, so it's nice to have you back on board tonight. Guys, yep. have you just arrived? Uh, we have got a couple of people coming on the show. Very excited about tonight's show. Cara Rickard joins us uh, from my old Georgia FM days, uh, and Hamish Pinkham from Rhythm and Vines. So uh, they, these cats are going to be on. Um, Cara's coming up any second. Then Hamish joins us at about twenty to ten o'clock. So that'll be a good show. On guys. that photo thing, yeah. Of Hamish, what have you done to the back of his head? Yeah, I was going to. Let's have another look at that. No one really. Um, what's the word for it when you kind of like cutting people out? Yeah, it's just no, that didn't go so well. Yeah, I didn't Photoshop that so well. It's but yeah. Cara looks okay, except for the left side of her hair is very like squid. So, yeah. nah. but the thing is, it's kind I of one of those things. Well. Yeah, I think it looks good. I think it's Hamish on the other side. It's like uh, 
some sort of wispy cloud with a bit of a chunk out of the back, but that's all right. I'm sure it's not like that in real life. And I don't know. Like, no, you're right. Yeah, like that. I think it's Hamish on the other side. It's like, oh, uh-oh. Hamish, oh. Hey guys, I've just got to go and find Honey a charger for her phone because um, she wants some sleeping. I'll be back in a tap. Hey Michelle, can you close your Facebook uh, tab but leave your stream, your restream tab open? Yeah, I'm sure you are a freaking legend. Oh, oh my god, Michelle's actually mastered the technology. This is going to be incredible. Oh, and you've got a, yeah, well, and you've got a oh, lovely Elvis posters as well. Great. And excellent lighting as well. What have you done to your hair tonight, Michelle? What? What have you done to your hair tonight? I haven't done it. Ah, it looks great. (laughs) Have you got that fan blowing through your hair like a supermodel? No, just my second caller. You should put that fan on. Wait, Michelle, can you roll over there and put that fan on so you look like a movie star through a a beach scene with a procedure? Oh, I'm done, sorry. Oh, fair enough, Michelle. Hang on. I'll be back in a minute, caller. Were you pretty um, excited about... Were you, you'll hear me. Michelle, um, are you there? Yeah. Were you pretty excited about hearing Miss, uh, Mrs. Universe that they're going to take wheelchair people? Yeah, the, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Kevin McAllister says pan down, Michelle, but um, Michelle can't move the computer down, so we're just... I'm getting help, hopefully. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So just bear with, it'd be, bear with. It'd be great if you had one of those retractable <laughs> claws, Michelle. Retractable claw, Michelle. Hang five, hey, Luke. What are you doing? Oh, I was just, uh, <laughs> just trying doing? to do some synergy with Michelle to make sure she wasn't alone. Mm. Oh, okay, fair I'm enough. Here. Looks really. All oh, right, so you're sort of under the table with her, are you? Now, <laughs> Luke, we're getting lots of racing comments, so maybe it's not quite as bad as we thought it was. Maybe people are enjoying it. Oh no, we've got a race good. We've got a race set up for at nine fifty-two. Now Calgary races in Western Australia, and we've got this guy called the Wizard of the West. He's the jockey. Now he's a very good jockey, and we've chucked ten bucks on him. So if he comes in, this is horse number two. If he comes in, we get fifty dollars towards our Christmas function for the radio. Fantastic. uh, Dan said he's got money on what one thing? Someone calling calling something or other. Uh, Kalgoorlie. No, Kalgoorlie race six, horse number, number five. five. Actually, yeah. Dan, Dan you know the Wizard that? of the West because Dan's an Aussie, the Wizard of the West, the old pikey. He's a fantastic – my mate Peter Bodditch put me onto him. And – is it, it, Dan saying we should bet on that one, or is he saying yeah. he's betting on that one? Yeah, that's a tip. That's a tip for us. That's, oh, a, tip. that's a tip. Okay. Well, okay. This I'm is, learning. This is exciting times. Um, effectively, we're creating traditions. Traditions create cultures and create um, and cultures. You know that that's the be all and end all. So we're creating a gambleism culture. I like it, and um, 
It's a good time. Rugby racing and beer, guys. Soho? Yes, Soho Wines, Rachel Carter's Westwood Rosé. Just a little plug before we see the guest tonight. That's what I – I'm a bit like that guy on Friday night, that 9.30 guy in England. What's his name? No idea. You know, that talk by show guy, TV2. Oh, yeah. Oh, Graham Norton. I'm drinking this. Yep. But I'm not on that queer side of things. I'm on the right side of things. And I love Rachel. Yeah, it just depends but, how many bottles of wine you get in, eh, bro? Yeah. I like the old – I like this, this this nice little column here. Right. Okay. Good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> it's great. It's got a great grasping sort of zone yeah. there. Maybe yeah. we should – I'm going to give uh, Rach Carter a wee bell and see if we might be able to do something with her. Oh, she'd be right into it. Rach is a great girl. She I was the um, – when she started up Soho Wines, uh, Chapel Bar and Bistro back in the day, we were the first bar. What's she doing I down there? We I were the first that. bar to – oh, there she Hello. is. What? We were the first bar, just to finish my sentence, we were the first bar to, to put her product in, um, into bars. That's a nice turtleneck uh, Michelle's got up there, isn't it? Good on you, Michelle. Great That's way to a keep cowl neck, I think. Ah, oh, she's transitioning into the power neck. chair, as you can see, just aligning the chairs side by side, and then using her upper body strength to transition right across there into the power chair. Uh-huh. Now, tell me how difficult is that, Benny Mac? How difficult is this? Um. From my insight, it, it looks difficult. It looks sort of so, like something that you really want to have your wits about you when you're doing it. And you also want to be in a, in a clear state of mind and you want to be free from any drugs or alcohol, especially using heavy and, uh, you know, operating heavy machinery and things like that. Is it more core or arms? Uh, it is a big upper body arm sort of exercise, but also having that core strength and also that lower body back strength of being able to sort of flick she's it. Definitely got, she's definitely got some lungs there, hasn't she? She's breathing deeply. Oh, she's, she's got getting a, the job done. Yeah, look at that. Absolutely. Well she's done. got a healthy set of lungs. And uh, yeah, that's it. You've done well. Oh, now she'll yeah. actually be able you'll actually be able to rise to the occasion, oh. won't you, Michelle? Guys, uh, we've got our guest waiting. Uh, I've got to lose everybody, so I'll be, Michelle, we'll come back to everybody. I think we can only we're only res- very restricted to a couple of numbers on screen. So very thank well, you very, very much, well. everyone. Back in a moment, back in a moment. See you soon, and hopefully, oh, Selena, we've got to come back to you. Selena, can you come back very shortly? Sorry about that. Uh, Michelle, we need to come back to you very shortly. Thank you very much, Michelle. Um, definitely get back. I know there was a lot of effort there, Michelle, but we're moving on. And no, we just, we'll come back. We will come back. That was a lot of effort. Uh, not working. Um, Carl Rickard is saying the link is not working. I've got to send her another link. Or else, I mean, what's what's happening here? Sheesh. How's your day been, Sophia? Tell us about Great. it. Great. As so you are over your little throat yeah, thing? Yeah, it was really sore, actually. I don't know what was going on. I was saying to Thane, um, I had lots of ear stuff going on. I thought it was my ear, and the doctor was like, no, it's your throat. Here's some antibiotics. Um mm. And then I don't think it quite kicked it. You know, when you get antibiotics and you take them, but you maybe don't get a course that's just quite long enough. So you end up, it just sort of comes back with a vengeance another week later. And I think that's what's going on. Feel a wee bit better today, though. I had a really good day. Um, I uh, did some work, got a few more stockists on board, which is always fantastic. Um, Yeah, you know. So the end, I didn't realize you were on antibiotics, sorry. 
I was previously on antibiotics. I used to call them as a kid antibiotics, as in Steve Austin. I've got, I'm not on the old antibiotics. Yeah. You know, they wanted me to have the bionic arm, and I was like, no. <laughs> um, How are the kids? They're so good. They're School so good. Coming up. Yeah, you I know. Do? You know, are they going to give us level 2.5? I presume my bet would be there. Yeah. I've got to look back, actually, because I actually saw a little show. Talk, talk about politics. I don't really want to talk about politics. Please um, don't, um, because we've got Clark Carl Rickard waiting, everybody. Clark Gayford. He's, uh, oh, yeah. he's doing a little TV show, I saw, Moving Houses. What? I bet he's been doing a TV show like Moving Big Houses. I bet he'd been up yeah. in the attic type thing, checking out if there's any drugs in there type thing, you know? I thought he was doing a fishing show. Oh, no, he's doing this thing called Moving Houses. And oh, right. big villas and stuff. Don't smile, thing. Big villas and stuff. <laughs> it's tough to do Clark Gate for material on the show just because, you know, who wants. Because you're not allowed. Yeah, pretty much. It's against the law. Cara Rickard, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, I, um, I kind of worked on that show with him, kind of. Oh, yeah. Tell us more. What is well, it? Well, I can't really. Oh, right. Of course. So, so the thing is, I'm the company that makes the show. Um, I've been working on a bunch of their TV shows, and um, I was supposed to be doing some work with him, but then we went into lockdown. So he's been doing all his post production in Wellington, I think. Oh, um, uh, yeah. So I technically didn't actually get to do what I was supposed to do with him, but um, should be an interesting show. Yeah, I'll say. Um, so you see all the messages come up now when you're live on Facebook. So there's uh, going to be stuff appearing on the screen. There was someone at Middlemore okay. got told that she had COVID. That person decided to self-discharge themselves. Why would Why you? Would you? Oh yeah, my that's God. a pretty dick move. How are you, babe? What's been happening? How's your lockdown um, going? I'm good. Lockdown, three kids, same as you guys. Massive yeah. pain in my ass. Big yeah. punish. Um, that are over like- at their friends. Yeah, they just want to hang with their friends. And also, schoolwork only takes up so much of the day because they're really lenient. They're like, just do what you can. I'm like, no, make them do it all because it's a lot yeah. for me if they're not doing something. Yeah. But Valentina yeah. being so young, also, there's no schoolwork. It's all activities. It's like, let's make Play-Doh, let's make a fort, let's do, like just try, attempting to do some work inside a very small fort. Not ideal. No. You just give Sonic. them an iPad. It's, I'm just like, here, have an iPad. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog came out on Netflix today, so that's a good one. That'll give you an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, my, my kids are still awake right now. They're watching um, Free Guy, you know, the movie that... We just finished watching it. it. Yeah. So we, we were watching it, and then I had to come and do this, and I was like, you guys will be fine. Just stay out there. Don't come in here. Love it. Yeah, Hayden Brown, enough. I asked you years ago to add me on Bebo, and you never did. Bebo. Sorry, I wasn't on Bebo for very long, Hayden. Yeah, that's oh. fair enough because it's Bebo. Yeah, Mrs. You, could have just followed, you could have just followed me and I wouldn't have had to accept it if you followed me on Instagram. But hey, whatever. You wanted that validation, though, you see. Yeah, yeah. Well, so we how have you guys been, though? You've been good? Good. Good, man. Good. Yeah, pretty yeah. good. Um, we fired this up for about a month now. So this has been kind of fun. This kind of gets my, um, you know, kind of radio thing out of the way now that I'm no longer on radio. <laughs> Yeah, well, neither. Yeah. Are you going to do flavour next week? <laughs> yes, I am, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, well, because obviously Thane and I used to work together. We work together. We've got matching tattoos. Um, 
and I, after 10 years, I finished at George in December and I just wanted a break. And, um, yeah, but I'm going to work at NZME um, from Monday, which will be Very fun. Cool. Um, just for a little while, though, just, just this year, um, just, uh, yeah, not full-time, not permanent, just, you know, just checking it out. Just dip your toe back yeah. in. You don't want to yeah. do too much and then get nah, annoyed. And I think, I think um, when you've done a job for so long uh, and then you take a break, you know, it's sometimes I think it's difficult to separate who you are as a person to yeah. what your job is because – lots of your personality and who you are gets tied up in your career. And then when you stop doing that, it's a bit like, Oh fuck. If mm. I'm not that person, like if you're not Bang Kirby from the radio, who, who are you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hi Carla. It's Luke Dello here. How are you? Oh, good day. <laughs> I love calling you Carla. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit of a standing <laughs> joke in the morning show, wasn't it? I didn't really know your name. I called you Carla. I didn't realise it was called Cara. But that's such a typical Luke thing to do. Like, Carla, I love one of Hey, Carla, what's happening? Yeah. And every time I saw yeah. you, Carla, it was, um, you were always pregnant. Not always. Yeah. You ran a pub. I wasn't, I wasn't in your pub like that often. Oh, I know. We did have some fun, didn't we, up in that studio. How are you, You good? Yeah, I'm very good. You're very looking good, fantastic. Kevin. Thanks. Have enjoyed my um, year of not getting up at 4 a.m. to go to work. Yeah, yeah that must be indulgent. Oh, it's so great. That's but then great. you get used to it and you're like, ah, eh, seven is four. Yeah, I don't know if I could go back to breakfast radio, <laughs> to be honest. It'll be interesting trying it out this week, next week, when I go back. When when do you start putting your show together? You know, I know you're in a fill-in position at that yeah. station, but are you starting to talk – to those guys and going, hey, how about we do horror Yeah, I'm going, I'm, going, I'm going to have a hooey, going to have a meeting tomorrow, yep. and then we'll just smash, see how it goes, smash out a show on Monday. And I guess um, it's a good time to kind of try out a new radio gig because lots of people in, are in lockdown. So there's yeah. all people listening. There's no one's yeah, getting yeah, up yeah. at 6 a.m. in lockdown to listen <laughs> to their favourite radio show. Although like there's a lot of cars on the street. Have you noticed? No, because I'm not out in the mornings. I'm in bed till like seven thirty. You know, <laughs> I barely left my freaking house. Are you? Do you, you like it that way though? Do you like being at home all the time, or are you no, prefer to be busy? I would prefer to be busy. So the last level four lockdown, I worked. So I was still at George, and I did breakfast every morning from home, which actually gave me a reason to like get up and have something to do every day. But when you don't kind of have that that languishing kind of deflated, like what the fucking hell day is it? Mm. It's tough. It's tough when you don't have much to do. But I mean, I have been doing work on some TV shows and um, a, a little bit of work, but but not that much. Yeah. Um, if you hit the if you had to rank your favourite um, co-host in, in order, like from one to five, who would it, who mm-hmm. would it be, do you reckon? So Clint would be number one. No. Then Cammy. Stop there. Stop there. Stop there. Then maybe you and then Lee and then that's it. Who was the laziest, Carla? The laziest? Yeah. Mm, probably Fane. Ah, oh, come on. No, that can't be I know from Let me put it into perspective though. It's because of all the people I work with, he probably had the most natural talent. So 
by lazy, I mean like he could just turn up and oh, do yeah. a show and it would just be awesome. Like he wasn't sitting around at work for five hours beforehand prepping things because he just could do stuff. He yeah. was very good at but doing re- the radio. Remember, wasn't the best part of our radio career doing the drive show and just kicking everyone's asses back then, you know, the commercial radio, um, like The Rock yeah. and all those guys? Man, we had, and we had so much fun. We had, like, way less resources, Yeah, no money, no promos, no billboards, and we still rated yeah. <laughs> so well. Yeah. It was amazing. And we had to. We had a boss, William Callister, who would constantly, his job was tell us how we didn't rate and how average we were so that we kind of weirdly work harder uh, to get better and also to keep the costs down. Yeah, yeah. but you still got paid like three yeah. times what I got paid. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Well, it's the olden days back then. You know, I mean, come on. I used to call... Uh, the was still nowhere near what everyone else was being paid on oh, any yeah. other station anywhere throughout Auckland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't, we, don't, we don't talk about that, Mel. Oh, yeah, there's certain things we can't talk about. Um, Luke, you've got a question. Now, um, Carla, because I like calling you Carla, mm-hmm. is that um, I'm, I'm learning Toreo at the moment. Yes. I mean, broadcasting is amazing. Like my cousin Simon, he's fluent in Toreo. I think it's quite, I think it's great for New Zealand. You speak it fluently, I presume. Mm-hmm. And how important is it now in broadcasting? I think it's number one to educate our, our, our you know, our people. Well, it's pretty important. I mean, TVNZ now in their charter have uh, they stipulate that any shows that they broadcast have to have a um, cultural competency plan. Mm. Um, so that means that people that Is are that on there people or for Bari? No, it's for everybody. Oh, yeah. So, like for example, the show. Um, what show was it? That did you guys watch? Give us a clue. The show that Paula Bennett hosted. No. Yes. I heard about it. I watched yes. the first episode. Yes. Yeah, so she, you know, like I wrote all her intros and outros in Tadeo for her. So oh, yeah. I think you'll see it a lot more. Like all shows that are on TVNZ will have to have some sort of real competency, regardless of what your ethnicity is, um, which is great. I've got to be honest, though, she got better as the show went on. Like, her first one was like, oh, boy, this is a bit rocky. Yeah. And then as it got on, she got a little bit more comfortable, I suppose. Did you record it, like, on two weekends? Or was it just uh, – how did that work? Yeah, yeah, so it was recorded on a couple of weekends, a few episodes at a time. Um, mm. I was surprised at how at how good she was, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So – if you're going back to flavor, does this mean like you're going to go back to radio or are you just kind of like, that's what you do, that's your profession? I mean, you know. I'm not sure, to be honest. It's a hard one mm. for me because I love radio, but mm. having the year away from it has made me realize that maybe I don't like radio anymore. Mm. So I think I will go, because I'm only going to do two weeks at Flavor, just filling in. So I think I'll use it as a time to, I'll either get in there and think, shit, I really missed this and this is what I want to do. Or I'll get in there and be like, radio sucks. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. If you're um, not going to do that, what would you do instead, do you think? I don't know. Like this whole year I've been working on lots of different TV shows. I've probably worked across like 10 different TV shows, which has been quite fun. Um, but I don't know. I want to do something, I don't know, less self-absorbed. Yeah. Something so you are, what you deserve. 
What? You are a natural talent, Cara. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I really enjoyed you. I love your dryness and how you, every time I popped up to the studio, we had a bit of fun. You just put me straight back in my place. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the thing with radio. Like if I could find someone that I wanted to work with, because in radio, and I mean, people said this about me and Thane, some people in radio have a chemistry and you don't know what it is and you don't know why you work so well together, but when you've got it, it's awesome. And then the opposite of that is when you work with people that you just actually can't stand. And Who was that for you, Carla? It makes it really difficult. Uh, no, just, don't just, do it. Don't no. do it. You don't have to say. I, I, actually, to be honest, to be honest, I've had a really pretty good run. Like I've worked, I've worked with some really great, great, incredible people who. who like <laughs> All right. Yep. Um, Okay. And yeah, so that's what it is. Like, if I could find someone uh, that I really wanted to do a show with, and I knew it would be easy, and I knew it would be great, and it'd be fun, then I might continue to do radio. But when you start shows with people that you've never worked with before, you run the risk of it not being very good. Yeah, true. I mean, it's one of those things when you get thrown together with someone that you haven't had any input in, or you mm-hmm. just get put by yourself and you don't have any input in to, you know, how it all rolls and stuff. It sucks. Yeah, well, I remember, when um, to, yeah. yeah, when I started at George, I was doing a drive show with Dean Campbell, and then he went off to the UK, oh. and um, then... And then uh, I I got told that I was going to work with this guy, Thane, and I was so upset. I was like, I don't know this guy. He seems like like a dick. Like, no. And then after, like, two days, I was like, yes, this is going to be great. And then we did that show for what? Who's your co-host for Flavor Mornings? Um, I don't know. I'm just working for the – For those – For the fill-in, I'm just working with the producer. Oh, okay, cool. the current the current um breakfast show. So, so yeah, yeah by, all accounts, by all accounts, I've never met him, but he seems lots of people say that he's awesome. He's so. a cool guy. I mean, Storm yeah, is fantastic. Cool. Yeah. What you yeah, saying, so. uh, well, Carla, you've got a face for TV. Why are you on radio so much? I mean, you're a beautiful girl and you, oh, you're a great announcer. And why aren't you on a bit more primetime TV? Is it, I your don't know. Is it the, is, what is it? Well, I mean, I still I still do stuff for Sky, which I really like, um, doing sports stuff for them. But I don't know, man. TV in this country, they have the people that they like, mm. you know, and the people that they use and the people that they go through all the time. And it's tough to get in there when yeah. those spaces are full with people that they use. <laughs> All the time. So. Yeah, I, I, I know Tony okay. Street because I say Tony Street is your go-to TV and Z yeah. broadcaster. Much like mm-hmm. um, who would they use over at TV3? There are just certain people um, that eat up all the roles. And look, hey, they're pros. They're good at it. They're safe hands um, and, and that type of stuff. So it's very hard um, oh. to get a gig, right, as a main presenter. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, I filled in at the project occasionally so i've done the project i've had my own tv show on tvnz i did like it was 70 episodes like a couple wow. more like, every every morning um for two years on there which was good um so I've, I've done lots of tv i don't know maybe a great show will come up and then i'll go and go and do that instead but mm. at the moment working behind the scenes is pretty fun yeah that's what true. are you doing behind the scenes 
so with a whole bunch of shows, I have been helping out with their deal content. Yeah. So hosts that don't speak deal, um, making sure that they can pronounce things properly and making sure that like the tikanga and everything on the shows um, are really good and script supervising, supervising voiceovers. Um, yeah, it's pretty. it's a pretty fun job. Is there anyone in the TV land that you tried to kind of like get to do all those intros and they can't get their head around them? It's like, we can't teach this guy to pronounce anything. Oh, my gosh. No, actually. Like, um, all the people I've worked with have been very, very good. Um, it would have been interesting doing it with Clark Gayford, but I didn't get to do it with him. So, What would you have liked to work with him? Well, I have been working for the company that is making his show Moving Houses. Uh, yes, I told you about that earlier for team, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Um, got a message here. Cara is not cringe like some presenters. I'd like to see her on more TV slash video. Thank you so, very yeah. much. Well, I got, go. um, cool. I got yeah. cool. Hold there for a second, um, Cara. We've got uh, Benny Mack here. Benny, um, a contribution from you, please. Yeah, um, I was just listening. Hey, Cara, how you doing? Hello. Nice to see you. Thanks. thanks for coming through. Um, I was just hearing uh, what you were saying about how you didn't get to teach um, uh, Clark Gayford his tiro for his uh, his latest show. I actually worked on one of the fishing shows with him, mm-hmm. and I went out on a boat, and I actually had to top and tail um, with Clark. And, wow. um, and, yeah, he kept to himself. Very respectful guy, uh, great hygiene, and uh, a brilliant fisherman. Yeah, he kept himself when we all used to work together at George, too. He used to do the show before us, didn't, yeah. you know? He was in and out, did his thing. Yeah, because we, 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 we came off right off um, the back of uh, Gayford and Anoha, right? As soon as they finished Yeah, but he up, used to we do his selector show before us when we did Drive, remember? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the early days before Khan Hall did it. And then, yeah, and then we followed when him and Aroha left breakfast, then we, we did that after them. Yeah, he's very, very professional. I'm going to say that to the guy. Yeah. The guy's a pro. Yeah. No, he's a great pro. Now, mate, Carla, can you do me a massive favour? Yeah. Can you close your eyes, walk towards your vinyl, walk towards your vinyl, do three turns, Pick out, close your eyes and pick one bit of vinyl out of there because that looks amazing back there. You want me to just pick a record? Yep. Yeah, we can so change your eyes closed, though. I want your eyes closed and I want you to turn around three times before you do it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yep. Close your eyes. Your eyes are open. One, two, <laughs> three. That's it. Now pick one. Don't open. All right, what have you got there, darling? Um, so the majority of those records are all uh, old school hip hop records. You can see Outcast and Stevie Wonder on the thing there. Uh, but the one that I grabbed is Toto. Oh, cool. got Rosanna on it. It's also got Africa on it. Yeah, has it got Georgie Porgy? I love that song. You oh, really nah, do love that song. Nah, hold the line. Africa and Rosanna, quite good. What a collection you got there, though. I love a collection like that. That's amazing. I gave my collection away 25 years ago, and uh, I wish I'd never did. Those have all been in storage for quite a long time, all those records. I've got to admit, though, the majority of them are my boyfriend's because he used to be an actual – he used to be a DJ. Oh, what's his DJ name? Juice. 
Oh yeah, hey, when I was um, putting together, when I was putting together this record um, about uh, you know this kind of thing for the social media, yeah, looking fantastic. I missed that bit of part of your hair there, but it's not too bad. Hamish Pinkham, terrible hairstyle. That kind of <laughs> that hasn't done him any justice. Yeah. Anyways, it was like. Um, it was a scenario where I was Googling you and I was like, Carl Rickard. And then directly underneath it goes, Carl Rickard's husband. And then under um, Hamish's, Hamish Pinkham's net worth. And I was like, oh, shit, here That's we go. That's funny. Like, I did, a, um, I did a podcast where they Google you. Yeah. And the top three things that came up for me were, oh, the first one, because I'd obviously left George's, what happened to Carl Rickard? Yeah. Carl Rickard, new job. Yeah. And then, yeah. Car Rickard husband. Oh, yeah, yeah. That means lots of dudes are searching to see if you're still available. Well, when I first started at George, the number one thing that was always searched on the website was um, whether or not I had a boyfriend. Hey, um, did anyone um, over the George years, anyone famous hit on you? Uh, yeah, do you remember that... Um, that that comedian guy that came in? Oh Was yes, Wayne Anderson. Wayne Anderson. No, not Wayne Anderson. Oh, I worked on the Wayne Anderson TV series. <laughs> um, he was American. I don't know what his name was. Like there was a you know a few over the years. Yeah. But fair enough. Not that I not that I can remember or that I was interested in like it's, it's, it's interesting that when i had alt tv right i was like oh i'm gonna go and do this tv channel and stuff and and you actually auditioned and didn't get a part can you believe that before we were you know kind of yeah, i know but you didn't remember that i had to tell no. you that and say hey so i auditioned for alt and i had already just finished two years of a live studio hour and a half music broadcast yeah legit you didn't give me, you didn't no. give me a job that's and crazy. When I, told you when I came to George, you were like, I don't remember you. <laughs> I got my job on Alt by swearing at Bomber and telling him he'd be a fool not to hire me. I think it was like 15 years old. Did you, right. Cara, did you do the, did you audition for the topless newsreader? No. Oh, <laughs> Lisa, that was Lisa Lewis. Hey, but oh. isn't it, you, how bad would you have felt when it was like, we, not only did we give Raymond a show, Mr. Jokes a show. It's like, holy shit. Why would you not have given uh, Cara a show? That I don't know. Doesn't I make any remember. sense to me. Who did you interview with? Thane. Was it I me? I think so. I can't yeah. remember. I just came in and they, they were just, just like. content at the yeah, time, they were just I think. Like, uh, pretend you're interviewing someone. Do some things. And so I did that's, the same thing. Yeah. And that was that. Oh, hey, how does how, oh. Hayden Brown remember that Beddingfield came on to me? Oh, yeah. Well, not really. Oh, yeah. I made Daniel Beddingfield cry at the big day out. Awesome. That's cool. How <laughs> that did you do that? very cool. <laughs> it was a, it was a, it's a weird story. So me and my mate Kylie, um, poor, young, didn't have any money, wanted a drink. Daniel was there looking lonely, needed some friends. We started talking to him. He got us a drink. Um and then somehow in the conversation, he worked out that we knew who he was and then had like got really upset at us. He's like, oh, I thought you just wanted to be my friend because you thought I was cool, not because you knew I was famous. And we were like, well, oh. we don't actually care about you. We just wanted a beer, to be honest. 
Yeah, oh, we no. did know, but we didn't care. Yeah, oh, it was because we asked if we could have a photo with him, and then he goes, oh. I was like, yeah, sorry. Oh. What did you do? Have we got a commercial yeah. break coming up? Uh, oh, you um, will do it very shortly, mate. Cara, Luke wants to show you his commercial. Okay, great. Oh, no, I've oh. seen it. Is that that one where he's walking around and Thane's doing the voiceover? Yeah. yeah. I, was, I watched it the other day and I, I, I actually texted Thane and I was like, what the fuck is this? I was waiting for the gag at the end, but there was yeah. no... There was like, no who is the gag? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. You are a joke, Luke, mate. <laughs> yeah, Luke, Luke is going to do a sleepover tonight, tomorrow night. And all okay. funds go to Gumboot Friday, whatever it is. So yeah. you can wake him up, though, by playing music. Great. Well, no, no, no. He's just going to put oh, his camera up. No, not sleeping camera. somewhere else. <laughs> no. So people are going to give you some money to sleep at your house? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> we, we, this is even weirder. You can watch Luke sleep, right, like this. So he'll be there. And you know what? I, I, you know who sees it better than I do? Is that Benny Mac? Benny, would you describe the celebrity sleepover to Cara, please, mate? Yeah, so um, it's basically like the after show of this show. Um, we're going to get um, drunk. We're going to get Luke drunk. And uh, effectively, he's just going to pass out. And we're going to keep the, the cameras going. And we're going to be fundraising. So we're going to actually be um, getting some funds together for Gumboot Friday. I've got the Give a Little page here. And... Um, yeah, it's all sort of a, a just a way to sort of exploit Luke for our own sort of uh, entertainment. Yeah, okay. that's great. Yeah. And I've had, some, I've had some onion soup tonight there, Carla, <laughs> and I've onion soup, but I've got a few oats going in there. So it's going to be quite noisy. <laughs> oh, all right. Quite flexible. Oh, it's going to be fucking awesome. Excellent. Well, hey, nice talking to you. Um, thank you very much. I pressurise you to come on. You've done it. You've yeah, I did. I wasn't planning on it. And Dane was like, please. Come on. Oh, why wouldn't you want to come and hang out with us? Well, it was just a bit last minute, you know. My kids are still out. I can hear them out in the lounge. And what's the time? It's like 2019. <laughs> they're oh, going to have eaten all the chocolate in the house and, like, being using soap for things yeah. they're not supposed to. I think my son's eating a bag of raspberries probably on the carpet. Awesome. I made a new rule this week because I like I cleaned the couch and even went around with scissors and just like took off, you know, those little bits of material that kind of flare out and they just have no business in doing that. Snapped Mm -hmm. all of those off and I was like, that's it. Don't eat on my couch anymore. If I see you eating on the couch, I'm going to take some money out of your pocket money. Been using that threat for the last four the kids, days. The kids just don't stop eating. They're just eating machines constantly, right. eating, eating. eating. When, we, when we did our reno, we recarpeted the whole house. And I'm just like, you guys do not eat on the fucking carpet. But, you know, mm. we've survived all right so far without too much uh, stains. Well, um, very nice to talk to you. Thank you very much. Tune into Luke's uh, live sleepover so you can. Um, no. Okay, thank you for not no. tuning into Luke's live sleepover. It's um, one of the most annoying people I know. <laughs> Look at that face. He, is, know. he knows it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm mad at those chops. <laughs> He's the third Chow brother, isn't he? He's oh, a woman. Remember the Chow brothers who used to own the strip clubs? Yeah. It's Chinese. Does Luke, just, does Luke like a permanent feature on here? He just pops in and pops out yeah. when it feels like it. 
pops in, pops out. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, I tell you what Luke does very well is small talk. Whenever we're kind of like, oh, God, what next? Luke pops in, changes the subject. One night, the show was like, and Luke just said, hey, I'm going to put a bet on the races. And it was um, it was gold. So, you know, everyone's got their purpose here. This is good. Great. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, yeah. I'll come back some other okay. time. Thank yeah, you very much. Next hey, time you're desperate, come on in. Okay. Put a good word in for uh, Flavor, you know. Hey, if you ever need someone to read the news, maybe. I'm available. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine you at a Flavor thing. Give us a throw really? for, like, some oh. Beyonce song. No, I can't. I mean, it's just Is Beyonce. No, I don't do any of that kind of stuff. But, here, no. but here's the deal. I mean, if you think about it, Robert Rockety, who's now on The Breeze, and Siobhan Ruakiri, who's, like, an actor, they used to do it. They used to do uh, My FM. Breakfast, yeah, didn't they? And now so, I'm yeah. on the brace. Yeah. Thanks, Gary. I miss yeah. hearing you on our drive to work each morning. Oh, that's nice. Thanks, Thanks Gary. Well, you know what? You can listen mm. to me on Flavor from Monday. There you okay. go. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, guys. See you soon, Nice to catch up. Okay. See you later. See you Bye. Big gig on Flavor. Big gig on Flavor, guys. Still hey, um, well. I've got some exciting news. Oh, cool. tell me. I've just received um, a Facebook DM yes. and um, my parcel that went missing has been reported on a Facebook page and they're going to put it in their letterbox and I'm going to go pick it up tomorrow oh Ish. yeah bloody good that's massive news I know yeah, it's exciting times <laughs> you know what when you can't leave your house and you buy something to just make yourself feel a little bit better it is massive Sorry. news yeah it's pretty massive <laughs> We're pausing here, everybody. Um, take two seconds. Talk Back with Thane and Sophia wants to put you in the drawer for a box of Lover Pie Pies. Here's the incentive. We want to grow this beautiful community. All you got to do is share the show. Share the show on Facebook. One share is one entry into a delicious box of Lover Pie Pies that will draw this Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, Hamish Pinkham coming up. Nice having Cara Rick out. If you just joined us now, uh, Cara has just gone to sort your kids out. Hamish Pinkham from Rhythm and Vines is coming in um, to our live stream very shortly. Any questions you may have about Rhythm and Vines? Uh, let's see how we go. I mean, this is a huge party. And Luke Dello, you know, strategically, it's got bars. It's got everything that can fail. That's uh, a- and so, hey, you know, it's um, so I need you to take the Hospo Guru part of this interview if you can. I'll, t- I'll take that over because I've got a couple of questions for him. I've got a few f- questions for him because um, okay, great. Uh, uh, Benny, Benny, have you been to Gisborne or Rhythm and Vines in the past? Yeah, I did actually. I went down there to do some filming work a few years ago uh, when uh, Kim.com was performing down there. He basically paid um, to perform. And um, <laughs> wow. You yeah, were like his right-hand man, eh? Hey? You were his right-hand man when it came to video. Didn't you cover all his video and stuff? We did quite a bit of video for him while he was here, yep. Widescreen? Widescreen? Super widescreen, mate. Panorama, even, uh, you know, mega fucking <laughs> mega screen. Yes, brother. Did, did you see him in anything other than black? That's a great question. Uh, I'd probably say no. Did you ever see him in, like, just togs? Uh, he he would wear uh, he would wear black shorts, but he'd always wear a shirt. 
who'd never bathed topless uh, because the colour black is slimming. Yeah, mm. that's true. It helps. <laughs> it, it helps very much. Especially when you're like 400 pounds. What did he eat to be so big? Uh, everything, Chicken? man. Really? I have lots of strudels and sausages. Oh, I mean, basically sausages. anything, bro. He'd, he'd sort of he'd eat like Kit Kats and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see Dan Matthews there. Excited to see the Wizard in action soon. See, they're loving this racing, aren't they? Mate, oh, you've yeah. really turned it around with the racing. Oh, that's for bloody sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm going to play that little ad for our uh, big promotion tomorrow, of course, raising money for a Gumboot Friday, everybody. And we're very excited about this. So uh, if you haven't already, here's what's going down. Luke Dello, inspirational businessman, South Auckland crate champ, architect, playwright, poet, and two-time heart attack survivor. If I get to Christmas, I'm lucky. Now, rising like a phoenix, Luke prepares for his next big fight. The Luke Dello Celebrity Sleepover, raising money for Mental Health Awareness Week. Tune in to YouTube, Twitch or Facebook to watch this living legend sleep like a baby. Luke Dallow Celebrity Sleepover, live stream this Friday from 10 p.m. Hey, Michelle. Oh, she's got her pie. Other way, other way, other way. Michelle, what are you holding? What are you attempting to hold up there? I love a pie. Uh, uh, no, it's a, it's a pie. I love pies. Free-range chicken, mushroom, and bacon. Yeah, no, nah, it's not the right one, I think. We, we're, no, we're pull, it off. <laughs> pull it away from the camera immediately. <laughs> yeah, where's that pie, Michelle? Yeah. That's a counterfeit pie, lady. That's a competitor's pie. Can you hear me on here? Yeah, we can hear What brand am I looking for? Oh, it's called Love a Pie. L-U-V uh, Pie. <laughs> yeah, we all love a pie, Michelle. Thank you very much. Okay, well, our guest has arrived, everyone. Ten minutes away from ten, uh, and our guest is here. Let's do that now. Here he is, Hamish Pinkham. How are you, mate? All right? Good. Hi, team. Thanks for having me. How are you? No, no worries. Oh, what a treat. This will yeah. get me through the week. Absolutely. You know, you socializing. Gotta, yeah, but, you know, it just takes away the boredom, doesn't it? You know, here you are doing this now. This is great. Um, yeah. So, mate, sorry, sorry, a second. Oh, yeah, I was saying patience is starting to wear thin, isn't it? This last oh, week. Oh, yeah. Too, are you in yeah. Auckland? Yeah, I'm Mount Eden based. So, um, yeah. yeah, we've so done the Mount Eden walk um, too many times, ready for a change of scene. But um, no, I guess yeah. there's been a bit of heat this week, hasn't there, about what summer's going to look like? And I think the government are getting a um, yeah a bit of a a bit of a rev up about making some plans. So, when when do they um, get the Hamish Pinkham reality check? When do you lay down the law and go, look, lady, we need out of here. We've got to get to work. Yeah, I've I've been reasonably passive. I think it's you know I'm trying to try to stay supportive. You know, obviously we're in the mm. middle of a pandemic, so but some clarity would be nice. I know for a lot of industries, certainly mm-hmm. the promoters are kind of um you know got their pitchforks out. Um, we just want to know what we need to plan, especially around this vaccine passport. That seems to be top of mind. Um, but you know, hospitality, um, you know, everyone I guess is wanting to know what the the landscape looks like and yeah. it's been a little bit slow coming it's probably dragged a week or two hasn't it about yeah 
What? Are you going to do that vaccine passport? Sorry. Sorry. Um, Are they going to do that vaccine passport, do you think? Yeah, I think it's coming. I mean, we've been told there's possibly some news tomorrow. And they've been alluding to it all week, haven't they, in some of the the press conferences. They want to save summer and all that. So, um, Isn't it weird with those press conferences, though? You know, and the whole of the country knows, when she drops little hints and, you know, they're strategically put in there the very Mm. next day, well... It happens pretty much. Little you know? breadcrumbs. Yeah, and I noticed too when that when the ads for the beautiful COVID voice comes on at the COVID reminder, and it starts ramping up. You know, mm. oh, something's going on, guys. This is uh, not going to end well. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's quite one. quite reactive, aren't they? Rather than mm. you know taking the lead, like why should we have to be yeah. the door about summer? Like, and that's what I've been trying to restrain you know being too critical or being um you know it's not our job to set the vision and that's all we want so yeah hey um mate we are just raising money um for gumboot friday and stuff and we, oh, oh, we put some money on a race so oh, we're just, we're we're just, we're just there goes the company credit card. We'll come back to you in a second, Luke. Get rid of that race if you can. Thank you. So, no, we, we didn't do it. That didn't work. Hey, so, you willing to, are you telling me that you're going to have, if you're vaccinated, you can come to the festival? If you're not vaccinated, you cannot enter. Is that what you're saying? I think that's the way it's heading. I mean, it's not our yeah. policy. Um, we just want to be able to run the event, you know, and I think that's the way the policy's going. And mm-hmm. we're going to have to get behind it and support it. I mean, we're already encouraging vaccination, but in terms of coming to our event, I think it's going to be mandated that you need a vaccination. So yeah, uh, they've got a pretty big stick and little Johnny down in Otago is going to have to, you know, get the jab if he wants to come, unfortunately. So that's the way yeah. it'll be. And there's do nothing you, you can any- do about it. You've got to kind of no. just go with it, can't you? You can't have an uprising no and i'm sure there will be i mean we'll offer refunds you know it won't be for everyone and that's Mm. that's fine but you know even artists as well will have to be part of that mandate yeah Um, right staff media so it's going to be a a whole new landscape i'd imagine for a lot of industries as well do you have any any anti-vaxxers that you know of on your facebook friends Uh, yeah i mean i've started to yeah i've seen a few pop up um yeah but i thought gareth morgan was quite um, straight to the point. I don't know if you saw him, Masavo, but he's kind of no. just not beating around the bush and he got quite a bit of heat. But I mean, I think he's just calling it how it's going to go is that there will be a mandate in some form. And, you know, you don't have to have the vaccine, but you might be restricted from some um, opportunities. And, and good luck to you when the COVID rolls into the country. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's not the end of it. And we're not even in the middle yet, are we? Like, we're really, yeah, we were talking to Bomber Bradbury last night. Um, well, these guys were, I had the night off. Um, but yeah, we're just, we're not even there yet. And everyone's already exhausted and we're fatigued and we're like, come on. But we just have to kind of get that second wind and really gear up for it and be prepared for what it's going to look like because it's not just going to go away. We don't have the resources that some other countries maybe do to cope with what it looks like, even at 90% so, um, vaccination. So we're going to have to put some mandates in there, whether people like it or not, I guess. Yeah. One thing our industry, and you might be hearing it as well, Luke, is just the logistics involved. And that's all we want a bit of clarity on. Like how many staff are we going to need at the gates? What technology, how much, you know, time is it going to take for people to have to get scanned in? 
Yeah. yeah, these are all things we need to know. Really, you know, it's really interesting tonight. I did my first. I got Midnight Gardener out there. I've sold Chapel, obviously, but I've got Midnight Gardener on Ponsonby Road now. And Hamish, hi, how are you, buddy? Yeah, good luck. Good to see you. <laughs> and, um, and tonight I did a little uh, promo, like you know, forty-five dollar. You know that little pack there, Thursday, Friday. You know, it's really good value. And you know what? The customers. I was up there cooking it all, and the customers didn't even care about it buddy they just came on the premises kept their mm. two minutes had the mask on and it's like i'm really sorry but we're adults right let's just get on with it let's live with the flu yep. and just get on with it because we are crushing great events like yours we are crushing a lot of things and hospitality is just getting crushed yeah and yep. i'm just and i've honestly i've talked to politician after politician after politician they don't care because we're part of tourism. Rhythm of Vines is part of tourism. Yep. Oh, my God. What does it do for Gisborne? Gisborne. Oh, it's massive. I mean, there's a $48 million economic impact to that region from the money these Auckland kids bring in, you know. And wow. we're trying to argue with the government at the moment about our industry versus the kind of the sporting industry. I mean, they're bringing in the Bangladeshi cricket team in the Netherlands, you know, paraplegic mm -hmm. cricket team and things, and we're saying that's fine. But what about some of these you know, signature events like Rhythm and Vines that are, you know, like the Sale GP. Um, why can't we protect those and, and nurture those? Because they're huge economic drivers for these regions. Absolutely. Um, how's your band going? Blackbird, little Blackbird? <laughs> yeah, we did a couple of gigs with you. Yeah, we, oh, it's kind of relegated yeah. to bedroom, um, bedroom glory days. But no, it's always good to have a strum. I've been doing a bit over lockdown, actually. Just, oh, I uh, love that little blend. I'm just going to tell you about his drums now. <laughs> oh, no, no. On the right-hand side, oh, that's my bit of art I created from Little Blackbird when I heard you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Blackbird's <laughs> over here, the Blackbirds. That's the yeah. fly there. And yeah. I'll go grab one for you. Yeah. You're such a fangirl. I love it. <laughs> They're stick-on wall decals from Kmart, yeah. Hamish. Yeah. <laughs> Just for you. Yeah, we had a few. We did, it. did anyone see it? Yeah, we saw it. Oh, yeah. right, okay. you got one there? Where's your drum set? Oh, there That's you go. Blackbird made out of little plastic there, <laughs> and I designed these. These are not decals, actually. I designed That's a bit of blue tack back there. Good but that's my design, little blackbirds. I like nice. that you're thinking about the wall when you've put those up. You've thought, I'm not going to put this up permanently. I'm going to use something sensible, and it's blue tack. That's what I'm going to use. Well, my thing is, if you're in hospitality, nothing's permanent these days. Why is it that the government aren't taking hospitality seriously? I mean, like for Hamish, if you were Amazon wanting to shoot a movie in Gisborne, you'd probably get things done faster than you are having like your, your big event. Yes, I mean, sports, film, they've all had the kind of the golden pass, so it'll be good to see us. You know, we've been had so many phone calls from journalists this week, it'll be nice to get some phone calls from the, the government, you know, but there is some conversations going as a wider industry chat, and hopefully we yeah. see some clarity soon. How many times has um, Jacinda been at Rhythm of Vines? I would say at least six. Yeah, I don't think that many because Clark obviously put in a good 10 years before he um, settled down and um, he was uh, MC for five of those and didn't sleep wow. for the other five. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I think then he, he, brought, he brought his new girlfriend along um, one year and I remember seeing them leaving at like quarter past. On a lead? On a lead? 
Yeah. <laughs> Quarter past midnight, and I was thinking, times have changed, mate. You're getting dragged home. Um, and then she came back as prime minister, which was fantastic. And we showed around, and um, and that was pre-COVID, obviously. And they, she hasn't been back since. I think they alternate between somewhere else, her family, or she's not always in Gisborne at that time. But mm-hmm. now, Benny, back. You got a question? What are you? What are you? What are you thinking? Um. We'd love to see uh, see the events go as sort of as as you'd like to see them go. Um, so we're in hundred percent support with you with what you're doing, and I just wish you all the best for the uh, the coming festive season. I think the um, amount of revenue and tourism uh, that you bring to the the Gisborne region. Uh, yeah, a lot of respect there. Thanks for doing what you do yeah. and for actually um, innovating. I suppose the uh, the New Year's festival scene. It's sort of it's become a real a real milestone of, of people's lives. You know, I was there. Boom. Yeah, exciting. Yeah, well, you yeah. used to do those gigs, didn't you, Thane, um, in yeah. Auckland over New Year's? That's kind of what we used to compete with. Those yeah, games. absolutely. <sighs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, everyone literally. I mean, you know how you kind of, kind of seen people get into their, you know, eighteen year old turns nineteen, nineteen turns twenty, and then they've spent a good ten years doing this, and then they have children and kind of move on. But there's always a cycle of the newbies, and this is their rite of passage, isn't it? Getting into either going out camping and having this festival. Well, that's why I think the government's got a bit of heat on them because if they have hundred thousand teenagers at their family batches this summer, mm-hmm. um, there's going to be riots, you know, there's going to be all sorts of bonfires. And <laughs> How many years has it been? Yeah, right. Just remind me again. I don't, was it? Uh, 19, 19 years this year. 19 incredible. years. That's incredible. Wow. I've just been hearing the um, – I was listening to the uh, national radio this morning with uh, Hipkins on it, and they gave a bit of pressure about the Cambridge exams, you know, like principals going, well, what's the story of the Cambridge exams? They just came out last minute – and said, yes, they can have it in tens and tens and tens of the Cambridge exams. What's going to happen with you? Oh, seriously, mate, I really do scratch my head whether you're going to have an event or not. And I, and I, please, I wish you do have an event because my daughter, who's um, 17, has got a ticket, which I need to talk to you later about just to slip her out the old fence there. And, uh, and uh, she's... Uh, Oh, and she's really excited to see it. And I'm going, darling, I'm really – and she's going, shall I sell my ticket? I said, nah, I know Hamish, he'll get the job done. Yeah, we'll get there. There is intention from the ministry, but it would be just good to see their roadmap. But what do you think if we had uh, had to move it later in summer, do you think there would still be a, an, a market? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah. I mean – You've got there's got to be it's millions of dollars on the line. There's massive amounts of hospo. There's massive amounts of security. Yeah. Just the the toilet system alone, yeah. a small army has to deal with. So <laughs> yeah. you know it's crazy. What happens if they go? If there's a breakout in Gisborne. Let's be honest. This lockdown's been focused around young people because they they're getting the virus now. Delta has is you know has been knocking those guys over. What happens if they just can it and say it ain't happening? We're locked down at Christmas, New Year. Forget about it. Sorry, Amish. All the best. Yeah, we'll need some clarity at the end of November to push play. Otherwise, we're just going to have to move it. Um, we can't be in a state of level two here and, you know, right. maybe the odd right. lockdown. We need, if once we start building that thing and committing, we kind of need a clear run. Obviously, who knows what might happen the day of, the week of, but um, 
if we're getting jitters with the whole situation and the whole environment, we'll, we're just going to push it back till end of Feb, I, I'd imagine. I'll tell you what, I would want to, um, to support anyway, no matter what time of year it is. People love it so much and they're just going to get behind it. Exactly. You know, it's just one of those things, yeah. I think. I've yeah. actually never been to a Rhythm and Vines. I'm really terrified of crowds. <laughs> and if you did go and you were terrified of crowds, where would you go? Is there like a spot for someone who doesn't like to be like – um, not for the great, great unwashed. I mean, that's all part of it. When you're 18, you get in the thick of it. Um, it's pretty rough and tumble kind of stuff. But the likes of yourself, um, we do – there's a great VIP area now outside of stage. It's almost like that kind of backstage experience where there's, okay. you know, um, couches and sofas and the VIPs can mix and mingle. And then industry back at the house, we do a garden party. So I'd love to invite you along to that. Um, yeah. We do the air rhythm, which is um, – has been really really well received the last few years. So we bring a, a flight in each day. Um, we bring a number of artists down and some punters, and you can get a taste of rhythm and then fly you back that night. That's oh. amazing. Yeah. Um, can you tell me has this um, uh, shot down some big international names that you've been thinking about? Are you going to have trouble getting artists in and out? If you yeah. Not not yet, but it's heading that way. I think that's yeah. why we're trying to fly the flag now. I mean the government think we can just pick it all up in December and pull it together, but there are commitments with international acts. We need to get MIQ aligned, which is the really big hurdle for all the promoters at the moment. We're in the queue with a lot of these guys, um, Kiwis coming home and Australians and the like, but yeah, we've got a handful of internationals that are going to join us. We're not right. trying to overspec it like we have in the past, but sure. you know, the, some of the George FM favorites um, be great right. to bring them in the country, the Wilkinsons, the Fishers, um, and just prop up what, what's already a pretty cool Kiwi lineup. But I yeah, think it makes sense to like book a batch down in Gisborne and go, here's all your international acts, right? They're coming. Yep. Give them 14 days MIQ at a batch before Rhythm and Vines. Yep. For me, that makes sense. Yep. So that's what Australia was doing. Yeah. And Ed, like the likes of Ed Sheeran and Nicole Kidman and that were up in Byron Bay. But the price tag that comes with that was apparently 300 grand a person or something. Oh, right. And you have to be so, able to have like personal testing and all sorts yeah. of stuff going on. Eh? It's Security around the perimeter. And it's just, it's, it's pathetic. I know like Elton John's been wanting to come. We had Fatboy Slim wanting to come. You know, they don't want to do the MIQ. They're happy to go to a batch for two weeks. Yeah. But yeah. there's no how infrastructure would, to host how that. How good would Fatboy Slim be? Oh, <laughs> so great. Mm, yeah, would be great. Yeah, but if you, were a, if you were an international superstar, would you want to spend two weeks at the Cordis? Oh, <laughs> I don't want to spend two weeks at the Cordis now. It's yeah. fucking hard enough being seven weeks in my own fucking house. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> oh, so, Hamish, what's your absolute deadline? So when do you need to need to know enough buffer to say it's on or enough buffer to go, I need to change the dates? Yeah, I think we, we, we have been saying 1st of December, but I reckon realistically it'll be mid-November. Mid um, yeah. If we've got the jitters in any form. Um, so we've got six weeks till the D-Day and then we've got another six weeks till the event. That's, that's, that's not a hell of a lot of time to plan. Well, I'm, I guess you're no, probably not a lot of time to roll it out, eh? Hey? 
Yeah. It's not. It's not. No. Six weeks is not a lot of time. So, I mean, Jacinda this week in the press conference was saying, you know, we'll, we'll give you, you know, we'll be letting you know the plan with enough time. Well, for a lot of promoters, that time was yesterday. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know when the plan is coming, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep a positive outlook until that arrives and then we can make some decisions. Apparently it's coming. And when you say you, you know, talking to the government, I mean, who do you actually talk to? Who do you pick up the phone and dial? You're dialing, um, who do you call? Tourism, tourism Nash, are you talking to Nash? You must Nash, no, haven't been, but um, there is a conversation going with Carmel, who's the Minister of Culture, um, mm-hmm. and then David, the ex-health minister, who's now in across our portfolios there's some conversations going with him so um the other thing the promoters are doing next week's coming out with a big vaccine um push like we're not trying to say you you can't come to our gigs without a vaccine but if we can start the conversation to help promote the numbers then um we're all for it good idea isn't it everybody's a bit sluggish now everyone was off like a rocket into the vaccination centers in the beginning and now everyone's like you know what i can't be bothered i don't know what's going on (laughs) Yeah. yeah, but how yeah. how um, when they come out with this, if they say you can't go to um, the the bars in Ponsfield, you can't go to Rhythm and Vines, do you think little Johnny is going to jump the fence now? Are they going to be? I, yeah. I, I believe if you say to little Johnny, look, little Johnny, you if you haven't got the vaccine, you cannot come in. Little Johnny's going to be on this on the site on the uh, footpath, and he's going to yeah. look at all his mates inside. So I think little Johnny needs to get bloody vaccine, mate. And I'm um, I'm pro-vaccine and just got to trust the bloody science behind it. All of this is a little flu that we've got here in New Zealand called COVID Delta. It's a little flu. Yep. And it's a thing. Uh, how many deaths we had? I could probably tell uh, you. If you look globally, quite a few, Luke. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> but we're not global. We're in New Zealand. We're, uh, we, but, eat yeah, we, we eat a lot of meat. We eat a lot of vegetables. We're quite a, a quite a uh, a wealthy. We, we, we're well we're well bred, you know. Um, regardless, though, um, rhythm and vines tickets are like Bitcoin, man. They're not going to drop in value. So if you shift the date, everyone's going to go. Um, if I've got a ticket, but I'm not vaccinated and I'm a hard, I'm not getting vaccinated. You're going to sell it for a fortune anyway. So yeah. regardless, you're going to make out of this. Yeah, I think we'll be right. I mean, it'd be interesting to see the percentage of people that refund. I think you know initially it might be twenty percent, and then it will drop to five percent. Mm. I mean, we've had a couple of mums or, you know, a few messages this week saying, you know, I won't be letting my kids going if you're forcing him to do this. And I think we'll just have to put our hands up and say, well, sorry. Hamish, Hamish, you've got mums. (laughs) These are 18-year-olds, technically, 18-year-olds. Mums are looking after them. That is crazy, bro. No, they're looking out for their children, and and you would, you know, at any age. Sophia? Everyone's someone's baby, Luke, and that's just how it is at the end of the oh. day. But at the same time, if you're running a business you, and you can't dictate these rules, you just have to operate with facts. You know, you go, this is the facts, this is how we can do it, and this is if we don't do it like this, we can't do it. So we're going to do it like this, and if you don't want to come, then you don't have to. I mean, and that's why you can refund and it's all sort of – you know, there's nothing yeah. else you can do, really, is there? Yeah, yeah. It's a tough one, man. But, yeah, like Hamish says, we need more clarity and we need faster answers. We need a plan. We need a yeah, plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's all we I need is a plan. for everyone. Yeah. I don't think it's just for, you know, promoters and people in, in um, 
entertainment or in hospitality. I think it's even just for your mental capacity on a day-to-day yeah. basis, you yeah. know, so you can plan like if you've got things going on with your kids or if you, you know, just even camping at Christmas or whatever mm. you're doing. It's just you have less anxiety if you know what's coming. So I think it's an important part. And like you said, Hamish, it's really, I've noticed for sure that they're really on the back foot in terms of planning and kind of being forthright with their next steps because I think they are just trying to deal with the immediate stuff that's coming up, um, yeah. Yeah, which makes me feel even worse because they don't know what's happening. Hamish, Rhythm Alps is it in the same kettle or? Uh, so we we started Rhythm and Alps with our partner Alex, who now runs that in the South Island. So separate businesses, but we oh. align, we align on a few things, and they've got a great product down there. And yeah. he's he's gone Kiwi only the last few years, which is great. He's got LAB and. He's, he doesn't want to have to worry about bringing the internationals in, which we're we're working on. Um, so, I mean, who knows? There's there's brands like LAB and Six Sixty that you know they'll they'll do the business. But as I've been saying a little bit, there's only so many times you can see those Kiwi bands. People want other options in the in the market as well. So, yeah. um, mm. hey, um, what what is your biggest uh, competition? What happens if um, XYZ big sponsor puts on a uh, two day festival? Got to go home and like Eden Park, like like that's ever going to fly? Is there any anything that could kind of touch the brand now? I mean, you're pretty iconic. <laughs> Yeah, I think Auckland's up for grabs. I mean, someone really should grab it. It's it's a big city, you know, people are wanting to do things. But we've got that rite of passage, we've got that mm. that escapism, you know, jump in the car mm. with your mates, get the get yeah. away from mum get away from mum and dad. Um oh, they love it. The kids love it, mate. I mean, fuck it. I've always been there in forty three years of it. That's my daughter's first one next year. And she's off to the States next year for a basketball scholarship, but she just wants to go to Rhythm and Vines, bro. She is in there, and she's amping for it. It's a great recipe. I mean, we had no big names last year, and it was the best year yet, and we had the most sales. Oh, so it's not always about the music either. It's just about somewhere to go with your mates and let your hair down. Um, creating stories, Hamish. Creating stories with your mates. Yeah. So until someone gives us a run for that um, – but there's plenty of other times in the summer for people to put on other other parties and concerts. I think we've just got that niche um, in Gisborne over that period. Who's pulled the biggest crowd on midnight um, anywhere? Oh, it's just mainly the main stage, isn't it? Um, American have been like, holy shit, this is going off like yeah, it's never it's gone off. probably not even midnight, to be fair. I mean, it was right. probably um, Chasing Status or Pharrell Williams that year. We had NERD. Um, those oh, kind yeah. of Calvin Harris, like the the twenty eighth, the twenty ninth, and the thirtieths are probably more more mm. frosty. To be fair, people are a bit more bit more gas in the tank. Yeah, um, they sort of get to the the last night. And yeah, well, you'd be surprised how many people leave after midnight on thirty first. Um, yeah, just because they just just pickled, exhausted. You know? Yeah, and what do you do with all the um, abandoned tents? Do they um, just go in the rubbish, or you can you get a trade me sale going afterwards? That'd be quite good. That's been a real hassle because um, little Johnny again for Christmas gets a warehouse tent for fifty bucks, and he puts it up once, and then he just gets in his car and drives home. So yeah. we get left with all these single-use nylon tents. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> I wonder if there's a circular model to that that could be employed, though, if you got a group to come and collect them and sort of, you know, they turn nylons into all sorts of crazy things like shoes and stuff now. Surely there's someone that could make good on that. Yeah, yeah the, Chinese, so the Chinese Chinese army we give them to, but who wants a little tatty half-used tent? You know, it's yeah, it's, we're not for a wonder, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like Nana knows that you're going to Rhythm and Vine. She's going to buy you the fifty-dollar um, tent at the warehouse, and then you're not bringing that home at all. No, no. yeah, shocking. Okay, well, um, mate. Yeah, sorry. Who's that? I just just can't believe how they drive home after that fucking four-day event. And then I'm going, it's in Gisborne, and I'm in Russell, right? And my boy drove up there. I'm going, and he's showing me pictures at two in the morning. I mean, mate, and there's checkpoints. I said, how the fuck did you get up here, son? Mm. Mm. I think they must do a rock-off with the crew. And yeah. someone stops drinking at midnight. And then, I mean, surprisingly, because the police are there and, you know, surprisingly everyone gets through. So they, someone's responsible. You do a great gig, Hamish. You do a great gig, bro. Thank you. Well, it'd be good to host you guys. Um, if, we get, if we get the green light, we do those air rhythm flights. So I'll be sure yeah. to let you know. Oh, wonderful. Absolutely. It'd be good to do a little show out of there as well, if possible, you know, uh, this type of thing again. We were carrying on after uh, lockdown. So it'd be good. Yes, hey, sorry, I'm not as familiar with what you've been doing, but tell me a bit about um, how your lockdown's been. Yeah, lockdown's been pretty good. We we started this um, maybe four weeks ago, and uh, nine o'clock uh, till about ten thirty, we kind of wrap it up. And we've yeah. had like you know David Seymour on, and and I'm going to be honest with you, he's been a highlight. The more and more that guy has kind of um, transitioned into some kind of credible prime minister over the last couple of um, years, yeah. maybe after he lost Dancing with the Stars, he's saying sensible stuff. He made a big impression with the audience. But yeah, we've um, we've had some really cool guests on, and we're literally just chatting with them because radio oh. and podcasts. Um, you know when you exhausted your Netflix and your Neon and your Disney yeah. and your uh, Prime, and then you want a little bit of live television, then this is kind of the next thing going at night. And nine o'clock seems to be a perfect time because you've got dinner out of the way, you're onto a maybe drink, and yeah. um, and you can hear an actual chat like we would at the pub or just a long form interview. So you know, and that's kind of what we've been doing, and it's been yeah. very popular. So, yeah. I think it's also like, it's just nice to, in such a weird space and time, just kind of connect with other people because, mm. you know, you don't go out and have dinner and then, oh, this is so-and-so and meet this person and meet, you know, you're so isolated and you're kind of just doing your own thing in your bubble and it's just a nice reprieve from from feeling completely, I don't know, stuck around the same people all day every day so yeah. it's nice people can jump on have a wee chat yeah. flex your mental capability of having a full conversation for longer than five minutes you know it's yeah. been enjoyable actually we've probably got a little promo for you there hamish i mean basically oh, no. maybe at rhythm vines we could actually put me on a high app with a with a sleepy head queen bed and i could try to sleep through rhythm and vines because i'm doing a little test on friday do you want to show the little ad there thing yeah, yeah, okay, have a look at this. This is it. Watch this. Luke Teller, inspirational businessman, South Auckland crate champ, architect, playwright, poet, and two-time heart attack survivor. If I get to Christmas, I'm lucky. Now, rising like a phoenix, Luke prepares for his next big fight. The Luke Dello Celebrity Sleepover, raising money for Mental Health Awareness Week. 
tune in to YouTube, Twitch or Facebook to watch this living legend sleep like a baby. The Luke Dallow Celebrity Sleepover, live stream this Friday from 10pm. Oh my god. Come on you, Luke. So, just a camera at the end of his bed, we all watch him sleep. Um, Anyone could log on and maybe, you know, play him a trumpet or or tell him how they feel about him. Um, That type of stuff, as long as they're giving (laughs) money to uh, Gumboot Friday. I'm going to bring a kazoo. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to stay up all night with a kazoo and just see if I can really irritate. Yeah, you'll need to drink to make I'll sure you can sleep through it. With a special bottle of champagne for tomorrow night, I tell you. <laughs> just are you raising, raising money, Luke? What are you looking at? I want to get a minimum of thousand dollars. I mean, dry July, I got uh, four and a half thousand dollars. I gave a drink for dry July, and um, uh, mental health for men and for women is incredible. And yeah such a and i go through mental health and i've been through it and i just think you know we need to you know talk about a lot more and um yeah and that's sort of my thing and uh that'd be nice to support that charity on uh friday watch me sleep because when you start to drink luke you start to develop this really strange like it's almost like an english woman's accent you're like and on friday i'm going to (laughs) How many yeah. drinks does it take to get to English old lady? Because I'm enjoying it. Keep going. Oh, just about three quarters of a bottle of uh, <laughs> <Sarah> Rosé. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, so, yeah, we've been doing stuff. And so it's uh, it's been quite good. But uh, anyways, we'll definitely take you up on that invitation to Rhythm and Vines, my friend. It'll be bloody good. Yeah, let's get you guys down there. Um, hey, yeah. speaking of Phoenix, um, Luke, just a little plug while I'm here. I'm mm-hmm. doing. Um, I've got my Phoenix Summit coming up in November, so we're running oh. a little conference down at the Wynyard Pavilion. Um, what is that? Tell us it's, more. Um, yeah, I used to go to South by Southwest every year in Austin and used to get quite inspired, and you hear all these different stories and speakers, and there was nothing really like that in New Zealand. It's kind of like what semi-permanent and TEDx is. Yeah. Uh, what we're doing is just really having an afternoon of interesting speakers. Um, we've got the guys from Powell's talking. We've got um, Caitlin Crisp, a fashion designer. We've mm-hmm. got yeah. um, Sam from um, Serato, who's now running Melodics. Um, just different interesting entrepreneurs and creatives. Um, get them in a room. Give them 20 minutes each. Um, and we so, can get tickets to that. We can pop, buy tickets to this. Yeah, so tickets on sale tomorrow, actually. We just did a soft launch this week because we're not trying to get too loud just yet. But it's um, oh. we've done it the last few years. We've got a couple of rappers that are here from the US um, that have worked with Kanye West. But really just awesome. getting interesting people telling interesting stories. So. What's the well, website? What about this, Samish? How, how are we... Yeah, so Phoenix Summit, it's called. Um, so check out oh, the website awesome. and on the Instagram and tickets, yeah, eighty nine bucks for a for an afternoon down at Wynyard. It's cheap. Yeah, uh, we just want to make it accessible. But so many positive local stories. I mean, even little pop ups like your little venture. And mm-hmm. I know Thane's got a million of them that he's been working on. But if we can all um, promote each other, um, come come on down. Eighteenth of November it is. And is there a website phoenixsummit.co.nz or something like that? Yep, that's it. And there's a bit of a video there showing us showing you what we're trying to achieve as well. Can we bring that up, Thane? I've just got the uh, little key there. It says Phoenix Summit. Hey, uh, Benny, have you got that? Sh- um, he says on- shared now. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Let's uh, hit uh, play on. Um, hang on. Hit play on that, Benny. All right. Cool. A little video there, Benny. Go down. Uh, you, you know what you're doing. 
<laughs> Does he? Oh, there you go. This is great. I love hearing people, inspirational people. It just inspires me. And you know what? You just listen and you listen to these people and it actually spikes your own you got your own journey, right? But it spikes yeah. your journey. You don't. Of it's, course, because the human experience is exactly the same for all of us, and it just it plays out in different ways, right? Yeah. Let's have a look at this. The rising tonight is a, a small snapshot of um, of what we're gonna turn up the volume. There, man, it'll be great. We are all artists. The bricklayer is an artist. The bus driver. Oh. Uh, What's happened there? As an artist, it's all about yeah. how you articulate yourself. And if we can understand that, we are all just proclamations of art. I think we'll have a bit more respect for our art. At a such a young age, there's not many opportunities like this to, you know, immerse yourself amongst people that have so much knowledge and, you know... Well done. <laughs> Gosh, well done. <laughs> <quite, laughs> he's hung in there, hasn't he? We have not actually had yet. You just do you and go for what your passion and what your heart is. And then who knows what's gonna open up. That's we're true. at a massive paradigm shift right now. A massive one. And we have the opportunity to choose which side of history we're on. Synergy is greater than the sum of the individual parts. And that's what Phoenix is all about, is, is just that rising up of collective talent. Uh, speculating to accumulate and thinking what can we invent now in this whole new marketplace and without being afraid to fail. One of the most important things is around community, right? And that's what this Phoenix Summit and what the Phoenix community is all about. Something that I've really learned over the last few years is surrounding yourself with people that energize you and support you, exactly what forums like this are about. Yep. Just get back out there, buy tickets, go to festivals, get back out there and show confidence, show support for the art that's being produced. It's really Hamish, important. Hamish, do you think this would be okay for kids? This long term. Um, well, it's in the license premises, so yeah, it's, to the magic I mean, I'm sure we can accommodate if you've got your kids for the day type thing, but it's not aimed of now. It's not aimed necessarily at kids, but okay. um, is that what you're meaning, bringing a family? Yeah, or? I just, my kids are really into the whole positive mindset thing, and yeah. I'm very much into the masterclass thing, so I sort of share some with them, but I pick and choose what's kind of like acceptable for their age level, but I saw someone in a uniform and I was like, oh, ooh. No, that's a good point. I mean, it's a, it's a restaurant, so I mean, not. Um, I'm just thinking out loud. Um, no, I mean, bring them down. We've got, you know, people like Jazz and Fenella from um, Twice the Height. We want to get Joel Little along. I mean, it's it's not all kumbaya, but we're just trying to just just share some inspiration. Yeah, we had a um, a lady from the, who plays the steel pan last night on the show. Um, there's not a lot of her in the country. She, you know, if, she, if you're looking for a steel pan or a steel band, uh, let us know. <laughs> She's watching. She was good. good. She was, was really good. good. I was like, yeah, yeah, oh, can you please make us like an intro song? And it just reminded me of the XX. And, you know, all the XX songs have got that really familiar sound. And I think it's because they use the... Um, Sophia, I love making love to the XX. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, on That's that note, um, Hamish... Nice. I'm sorry, Hamish. <laughs> I'm sorry for that line <laughs> that came up. Yeah. It's the truth. I mean, it just reminded me of that. It's such a great, great soundtrack. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> that up. Soho's kicked in, mate. <laughs> Cheapers. Can we go back okay. to the part where you were an old lady? Like oh, 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent.
Uh, hey, uh, how's married life as well, Hamish? Going well? It's good, mate. We're really getting a taste of it with this lockdown, eh? It's uh, getting stuck <laughs> together. Um, but no, we, we've we've actually really enjoyed lockdown. I mean, we without kids, it's probably a bit different to what a lot of families are having to deal with. So um, yeah, a lot of cooking, a lot of a lot of watching some good films and walking, and no, we're we're really happy. Um, we're, we're actually it's moving moving to the shore in October next month, so that'll be a new change of scene. Very cool. Oh, and it, it is, it's like, um, are you on a subscription food thing? Have you got like a Hello Fresh going, and you've got yourself a, a no? We've watching? been we've been quite creative. We've been applying ourselves to cooking actually, and right. um, we set up a little Instagram channel to keep us um, engaged cool. and. Just trying, trying some new recipes as we go. Now, Hamish, what room are you in at the moment? This Where? is uh, yeah, my spare room. So, what can um, you just pick out one thing in your room to show us? Just pick out one thing. Is there? Is that a dog back that's there? My dog. Grab the dog. <laughs> let's have a look at the dog. Yeah, let's have a look at the dog. There we go. Oh, this is Rocket. He um. He he's looking a bit worse for wear because I gave him a little uh, home cut. During, uh, <laughs> uh, so going, you're embarrassing me, Dad. This poor guy. Oh, what a cutie! <laughs> oh, how gorgeous! Oh. Hey, we got him, end, got him at the end of the last lockdown actually because we thought he'd be good company, and he is. What a lovely little face! He's got oh. like a little snout, like the snout of a sheep. It's so yeah. cute. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, he was born in Mahia next to Rocket Lab, so we called him uh, Rocket. Wow. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, very cute. That'd be quite cool, actually. If you're at Rhythm and Vines, now correct me if I'm wrong, can you see Mahia? Could you see a rocket takeoff? Um, well, Mahia's probably an hour's drive. I'm not sure what oh. schedule is. I mean, I don't. we haven't been hearing much about their launches, have we, lately? So. No, shares are going. The shares are going nuts at the moment. Yeah. Did I you ever Did you ever hear in the news about when they tried to um, launch Holly? Uh, sorry, Helena's ashes up above Rhythm and Vines. <laughs> no, how, how did that go? Well, it didn't go down well with the local iwi, That's for sure. Um, no. I think Holly Holly Smith put a photo on Instagram, like loading up the skyrocket. And then that bounced around, and then the iwi found out, and then New Zealand Herald got involved, and it turned into a big kerfuffle. But oh, in the end, we couldn't um, we couldn't allow it because it wasn't um, pr- appropriate to have someone great scat- fertilizer, great fertilizer. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, to to Helena's Helena's credit, though, she always spoke about that. I mean, that was like her actual last wish. She was totally in it. Wasn't didn't come as a surprise. No, that was one of her, I think, her wishes, her dying wishes, but um, yeah. it wasn't really appropriate. I'm not sure what they yeah. did instead, but um, she'll be there in some spirit, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah most definitely. She's up there looking down on us. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing um, how many people still send messages to your Facebook. Hey, so have you seen the little thing like in uh, you can turn your, when you die, you can um, turn your page into some kind of. Oh, uh, yeah. Who, turns, who does it when you die, though, Thane? You obviously don't because you're dead. No, you do it now. So there's a little tab and you click it on. And then as soon as word gets back that you're dead, it all t- turns into some kind of tombstone or some kind of memorial to your life. Mm. Who so how does that work, though? I mean, I could pretend you did. Thane's dead, Thane's dead, Thane's dead. I don't know. What? But anyway. 
<laughs> Have a look. It's on Facebook. <laughs> Be really um, squeezing my plums here, Luke. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yeah. Um, what you, Luke, Luke, what are your uh, predictions for Level 2? When are you going to get back to business? Uh, I reckon on... Uh, on my personal opinion is on Tuesday. I think she's there's so much pressure on the government. That we've got to go to a 2.5, which will keep us within the Auckland uh, boundaries that we can travel within the Auckland boundaries at 2.5. Um, and then from there, which they've really got to really knuckle down and give us a plan because we cannot survive till Christmas on a 2.5 in Auckland. We will absolutely. Um, or just fall over and businesses and I mean the government they've really got to give us a plan they've really got to pull these socks yeah. up I don't think they've got the socks to pull up and I'm and, and don't get me wrong here I would not want to be in the government in this COVID-19 who would want to put their hand up and say I'll do that job I feel sorry for Jacinda I'm not a Jacinda like her but I feel sorry for her that but she's really got to be pushed to a 2.5 on Tuesday until I uh, hopefully not till Christmas or my take on it is similar, Luke. You've got we're running out of money over here. Uh, the pressure of not she doesn't want to pay anyone. The government can't pay all these bills, resurgence and all this stuff. And then you've got everybody angry over here and over it. <laughs> Auckland ain't gonna take anything less than a two point five. When is it Monday or Tuesday? Mm. Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday, uh, Monday at four o'clock, but uh, yeah. Tuesday at midnight, uh, mate. Oh, so that's yeah. moving, that's moving around the country. I'm uh, moving around the region. Hospitality open, but no leaving. I just feel sorry for uh, like there's two two groups of people I feel really sorry for. Hmm. Really, and the one is the elderly. My mother's ninety. She's let's say hypothetically got ten more years of her life to live. She's been locked down for two years. And she wants to get around. And I just feel really sorry for her. I mean, her, her, her days are going like, it's a sinking lid. But then again, look at my kids, my daughter, who's 18, and my son, who's 20, 20, they want to experience what I had is go out, have parties, do concerts, you know, do drugs, whatever, X, Y, Z, have a good time. But they are limited as well. They're really limited and I think I mentioned before, my daughter's going the, the states next year. She's got to have two, you know, the COVID test. But it's just limiting for these people who mm. on, in New Zealand or be on this earth is about living life, right? It's about living life. We're not living. But in saying that, though, and this and it's probably unhealthy to make comparisons, but I said to my daughters the other day, you know, you've got to realise that what we've experienced as a lifetime so far has been incredibly fortunate. Yes. From a global perspective. Yes. You're born in a country that's safe. You are growing up in a time where there's medicine and, you know, free healthcare and, you know, by all accounts, you're doing well. And, a couple of generations before us, you know, this would have been a pandemic that wiped everyone out or it would have been a war and it would have been say goodbye to your dad because he's, he's out of here whether you like it or not. That wouldn't have been a choice. We wouldn't have been able to do anything about it. Like at least there's some degree of control here. We just haven't quite got there yet and it's taking a frustrating amount of time. But I do feel like, you know, there's been a lot worse shit in the world prior to this. Mm. Never rhythm of vines back in the World War Two or World War 
one day, did we, Sophia? Come we on. had a piccolo, we had a jester, you know, I'm sure there was someone yeah. serenading someone else, like, you know, this stuff. But such, so, such yeah. to be a 19-year-old, eh, Luke? Imagine going not into COVID-19, 2021. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How suckful would that be? I mean, yeah. I would just absolutely... Man, I'm a I'm a I'm a rock concert guy. I love seeing live acts. It would suck, suck, suck. And I've got these kids at home, and they are just suffering because they can't see their mates. They can't and they can't play sport. And my you know, my sport mates, education, whatever. But you know, sport and mates. That's life, right? That's us. Mm. It'll build resiliency. At the end of the day, we'll be out of this in five years from the start to finish, maybe. It'll build resiliency at the end of the day. Something will come out of it, and I'll tell you what's come out of it in my world, is I've slowed down my life and I've actually been like the butterfly and taken my time and taken. No, I've slowed, less stressful, you know. Mm. So that's probably one thing that's taken, and my generation, though, not my kids' generation, and my generation. So there's a bit of fruit in that. Mm. um, I don't know. Like you say, Sophia, imagine if you were – I think a war would be – would a war be different? I, would, I think a war would be different. It would I mean, be worse, awful, I feel like. Imagine your mother, like me, saying to my kids, you go, I would fucking hate that. I'd, I would fucking – I'd hate that, man. I'd go, Absolutely. I'll go, I'll go. I've had a little bit of my life. I'm uh, 48. I've had a little bit of my life. I'll go for you, mate. I think that would be worse, actually. I don't think you're allowed to do that when it comes to war, are you? I look, I look about nineteen, though, don't I? Yeah, not, not a day over nineteen. Yeah, not at all. Let's <laughs> <laughs> have another look. Look at that nineteen-year-old guy there. Yeah, shit. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose. But it's a tough one, eh? Especially, um, yeah, lockdowns get to you. But oh, but also, you, yeah, you're right. You do spend more time um, learning, reading, talking, connecting with your family. Learning. How's your mental health, Amish? How's your mental health? Um, reasonably positive. I've, you know, I could be a lot more stressed and grumpy. I think I've just been. You, you got to enjoy these times as well. It's been slowing down. It's been spending time with my wife and my dog. It's, you know, we might not have these days again, will we? So yeah, um, I've been trying to do a bit of running, a bit of reading. But yeah, I mean, I'm to be fair, it has been dragging this week. Patience is wearing a bit thin, um, and. But I don't. I don't think I have some of the other issues that other I see. You see other people facing um, with mm-hmm. mental health, but it's it's certainly an issue out there, isn't it? It's checking on your mates. Yeah. Um, people yeah. are doing it pretty tough, you know. Hospitality. Um, you know, those with kids. I know a couple of mates with the toddlers. You know, they're just doing their doing their head in. You know. That's. Mm. Um, they don't have any time for themselves. They're doing homeschooling. That you know, mm. wife's at them. It's you got to check in on those guys as well. Well, Thane and I just had a little chat before the show and we've got a promo coming off hospitality. Maybe we could just run a party and just think, you know, off air because it's a, um, I think it'd be quite fun. I think it'd be very, uh, a lot of media attention and I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yep. yep. Luke can get a headline, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, um, what shows have you been watching though? Because we've finished everything. Oh, have you watched Squid Games? No. no. Okay. Yes, oh. I watched Sorry. the first one, Hamish, and I just fucking it did my head in. Yeah, it's probably it's probably the best thing I've watched for some time, and I'm I'm not an avid watcher at all, but I stuck with that, and it was insane, terrifying. It's um, 
and they're talking it up to be one of the greats. Um, so it's in subtitles, but you can get it overdubbed um, in American. What, what, what genre is it? So it's horror. It's horror. It's it's kind of sore meets Hunger Games cool. meets a um, lot of blood and guts. A lot of it's these guys are on a game show pretty much to live to survive, um, oh, and yeah. they kind of make friends and they're trying to survive this game show to win the money. But it's just brutal and lots of twists and turns. And it's actually I'm still I'm still been thinking about it all this week. Get onto it. That sounds yeah. awful. <laughs> if you like if you like horror, it's it's actually edgy seat type stuff. But um so I got on a nine eleven hole for a bit there a couple of weeks ago, watched mm. a few of the docos on that. Um I'm not really a binger to be honest. Like I don't sit there and go through every every series, mm. but take a couple of ones. What have you guys been watching? Uh, did nine perfect strangers. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yep. That was good. Have was you seen good. it? I started that, yeah. Was it worth sticking with it? It's worth sticking with it. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Uh, White Lotus, which was obviously oh, yeah, now yeah. a hit. That was pretty good. Yeah. I bought the Masterclass series. Yep. That was really great. What have you watched on that? I'm, I'm on that as well. Are you? Yeah, I watched um, Robin, what's her name, from Peloton. Yeah, okay. She is Awesome. That was my personal favorite. Um, Massimo Batura, he's amazing. Um, I did a wee bit of Timberland. Um, I've done, I think I've done probably about 10. I did the Vogue lady, Anna Wintour. Um, yep. she's, she's all right. I just found it really interesting getting a yeah. bit of an insight into her when she's so mysterious at all other times. Like you never really see her doing anything. What have you watched? Yeah, I watched, um, I got into the cooking. So I watched the Aaron Franklin barbecue um, last oh, yeah. year. And then this time I watched James Cameron. Um, that was, I quite like the creative ones. So James Cameron, yeah. the guy from Disney was really good. Mm. Um, the, the, is that, yeah, Bob, was it? Yeah, Bob, Bob Iger. He's like, yeah. he's great. Um, and then I got into that kind of pastry chef kind of guy, just some odd little, <laughs> What a great, great series that master! I mean, Sophia Cho spoke about it last week. I didn't even know about it to be honest. And I Google her, I'm going far out. This pretty amazing guys giving up some amazing education on these things, and I was blown away. It was fantastic. Um, I love barbecue. I love those barbecue shows. I mean, there's this 87 year old lady who's doing a barbecue, and she gets up at 4 a.m. in the morning, and she does oh. Is that on um, uh, Netflix or something like yeah. that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, Snow's, Snow's Barbecue. That's it. Table, oh, my God. I just love shows like that. I love the culture of that. And it's like yeah. she's she's just her. I love that. It reminds me a bit like me. I'm just me. Mm. When you watch yeah, something I, like Chef's Table, and I feel like you do get that human oh. connection because they're really like robust personalities, and you just can't help but just dive into their world and just start getting really into it. I also watched David Lynch. Yeah. Wow. Mm. That's interesting. That's I've been Master watching a lot of TikTok, guys. I'm really into TikTok these yeah, days. Yeah, well, you're a bit younger than us there, thank you. Yeah, I know, you know. Table there, Sophia. I think Chef's Table is like visionary art. Mm. I, I love it. Such goosebumps watching that Chef's Table. And I just love the it. It's just, oh, my God. Oh, my Amazing. God. The visionary art behind it is that you just mm. watch these guys who just come, and I'm a chef, right? And I just go, fuck. I, honestly, I just watch it. And I, and I just, honestly, I just, 
It's incredible, the stories, the backstories of these people. Can, can I ask a quick question? So, you know, there's a lot of funny people banging around on TikTok who are content creators who make me laugh every single day, and I'm trying to get them on the on the show. So are you on TikTok, Hamish? No. Okay. There's some great stuff. Don't go on it. Okay. It is the most confusing platform I have ever attempted to look at. <laughs> I it's really gave it a big no for ages, and then I was like, okay, I'll have a wee look for my business. And then I was like, oh, my God. I go, up, I go up a 1,000 people a week, literally. It's the fastest-growing platform in in history. And what are you – are, are you dancing on their thing or what yeah. are you now, doing there? <laughs> I'm just loading some of these interviews on, and it's mm-hmm. going crazy for me anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so that's going off. I'll just – a question, though. I've been privately questioned. Is there a Rhythm and Vines blacklist is there a talent Ooh, blacklist yeah. and is there a blacklist of people that like troublemaker? This person's never coming back. Oh, there's certainly some of your, your, your Nick D's and your um, people that are you know, <laughs> throwing their weight around um, yeah. that we love, but it just sometimes more hassle than they're worth. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's Good. actually more the Kiwis, to be fair, the Kiwi acts come down and they kind of, you know, they, they're still there on day three, and it's like, don't you have anywhere else to go? Yeah. Um, whereas the internationals <laughs> come and go. But, no, we love we love hosting the Kiwi Acts. Um, but, um, no, we don't have too many, too many enemies. It's all pretty inclusive down there. Um, what's, your, what's your most favourite moment? What, what's, what's your most favourite moment, Dan? Get us our most favourite moment. I think, well, hosting, hey, can you say um, favourite moment again, just real quick? Favourite moment. <laughs> And then say Friday. <laughs> Sashay. Uh, we had some pu- public enemy flew in on a little uh, a little dodgy flight to, to Gisborne and landed at the airport and tried to rally those guys up. It was like herding cats, getting Flavor Flav and Chuck D on a bus. And Flav, all Flavor Flav was asking me was like, where can you get some weed? <laughs> he, was, he was about to die. And we took them to the local Marai. And it was the most humbling experience seeing those kind of hard-hitting New York gangsters just get floored by the Gisborne welcome and yeah. you know Flavor Flav was actually quite embarrassed with his attitude um, and it was pretty cool they picked a couple of local kids out um, from the presentation and said we want to see them side of stage um, during our set so I took a couple of the local boys up on stage who ended up doing the haka um, for them and that that meeting of cultures was pretty um, priceless you know um, yeah. something I'll never forget that's well, awesome very cool did That's he get awesome. his weight? Yeah, he got his weight. <laughs> <laughs> Gisborne weed. Yeah. It's just such a good leveler, Gisborne, though, because we get these hard-hitting rappers come in that have been in Vegas and, you know, Chance the Rapper had been at the White House and they don't want to fly anything but private jets. And, you know, they mm. get to the little old Gisborne airport and the traffic, uh, the, the, the luggage comes on one of those tractors, you know. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> You just realise that everyone, you know, puts their, puts their pants on the same way, yeah. and they just get humbled. And they and the Kiwis are so down to earth that they just realise all their bravado just goes out the window. It must Actually, be refreshing that they can oh. relax, though. You know, it might feel like an affront at first, but then surely they just go, "Oh, okay, I can breathe here a little bit," you know, and and let it go for a moment. Yeah, like Chance the Rapper played another 20 minutes on his set and they just love it. You know, they, mm. they come to this vineyard. It's like it's like Jurassic Park for these guys. That it's like they, they're normally used to speedways and 
and football stadiums and car parks and they come yeah. to Gisborne and then it's like, wow, this is so cool. Do they go for a surf, Hamish, and do they go for a fish or do they do that sort of stuff? I, I mean, don't they have time. We used, to, we used to try and do that when we were just young upstarts trying to bring these top guys to the country. We used to offer them all these beach holidays and horse rides on the beach and wine tasting, but the agent, the agent doesn't want to hear about it. He's like, where's the money? Yeah. Uh, doesn't even find out about it and they don't have time they pretty much fly in and fly out wow okay and do you are they hard to deal with um when you're doing a contract and all that type of stuff like can you negotiate with a big act or is it just this is my fee this i want to deposit now i want or, or can you go hey how about this um we've certainly got a bit more buying power over the years initially it was we, we were kind of underdogs initially which was great we were just like the kiwi add-on to the australian shows so um kind of low not low ball offers but just you know we didn't need to pay over and above but now rhythm advisors on the map um and you know especially in the drum and bass dj community where we're seen as a signature event so we pay you know good good rates and there's little things like those rappers they want jet jet plans to Gisborne. We don't have jets in New Zealand. I'm sorry, you're getting on an Air New Zealand pencil plane. You know? yeah. And yeah. They want five-star hotels. Well, sorry, Gisborne's got two four-star hotels, you know, and um, so some of those little, um, you know, little niggly issues we have to push back. So you won't put them into the old jet in and uh, Mangari, will you? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about celebrities. Um, I tell you, I, I was lucky enough to work in the Hard Rock Cafe in London. I worked British Music Awards and World Music Awards in Monte Carlo. We were backstage catering, and I, I dealt with these celebrities. And like Jack Nicholson, I was for three nights. I used to look after Jack Nicholson when he came over to Hard Rock London. And they are just people. Yeah, they just want. And that's why Kiwis and these people, that we don't really care who they are, but we respect who they are, yep. but we have a good time with them. And like Tommy Lee, Madonna, Elton John, um, Michael Hutchinson, uh, Prince, I've met them all and I've passed Cindy Lauper, you know, and it's like they are just people, you know. It is <laughs> wow. Yeah. What? You passed Cindy Lauper. Why? Yeah, I did because uh, Cindy Lauper. Because we were backstage, the uh, British Music Awards had finished, and we had the, and we were just on the chop, and Cindy came and a few other little celebrities came along, which I don't really know who the fuck they were, but, um, but and uh, said Cindy, I, and I really like you. Have you ever kissed a kiwi? She goes, No, I haven't. I said, Well, come over here. I'll give you a pash, and I gave her a pash, and she goes, Oh, that was pretty good. I'm gonna come to New Zealand shortly. So there we go. Oh man, you know what? I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I had a couple of, yeah. You know. <laughs> can you can you come into the camera and like you're gonna patch the camera for a second? I just want to see what Cindy would have seen. Yes, yeah, go oh, on. Mate, look, come if on. you ask anyone on the anyone, anyone that's kissed me, I tell you, they would know. Yes, you have been kissed. Absolutely. Give us the smirchy lips. lips. I, I, I am, you know, I they just fall into my arms. <laughs> this is great. Oh boy, oh boy. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh hang on, hang on, hang on. I want to get a close yep. up of that. There you go. Cindy Lopez saw this coming it's at it. Just the top bit moves. <laughs> yeah. What's happening there? Yep. Nope. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, mate. I tell you, one of the funniest person, Alanis Morissette. She was gorgeous. She's oh, a, I love Alanis Morissette. She's a, just a beautiful, cultured woman. Mm -hmm. uh, most pain in the ass person I've ever met as a celebrity. 
was Madonna. Really? He yeah. just didn't want to know who I was and me being a history guy. The greatest, two greatest guys um, I've ever met is Jack Nicholson, and I've got his phone number in my phone here. He is an amazing guy. He is just the truest of true. And Tommy Lee, um, uh, Pamela Anderson's ex-husband, great guy. Yeah, he came to New Zealand a couple of times, didn't he? Great guy. Yeah. Anyway, I think show, hey? down to um, Crowbar. Do you guys remember Crowbar? That's right. Crowbar, yeah. Bill Clinton was a good guy too. He was great. Anyway. Gee, um, old uh, Jack Nicholson would be on life support now, wouldn't he? He's pretty old. Yeah, yeah. I love that shot where he was like eating a hamburger or something. He was like, <laughs> it was just the most disgusting thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good guy. I spent a night in the hotel room with Jack, the uh, Ritz, and um, we had a great old time, actually. He came out to Hard Rock three times in a row, and I had to look after. That was my job, was look after celebrities. You imagine me looking after. It's like, come on, mate, fucking hurry up. You know, have to with him, you know, get up there, do your thing. Yeah. Anyway, it's not about me. We've kept you long enough, Hamish. Yeah. We've been letting go. It's nearing 11 o'clock, and I'm sure you uh, love hearing all of this. But uh, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and for staying so long and having such great convo. You have great chat. Please come again, yeah. and we would love to join you. Thank you. Hopefully. Yeah, let's, let's get you guys down to R&V, so we'll talk about that offline. And enjoy Squid Game this weekend. Honestly, you'll, yeah, you'll, we'll do. You'll Dad, my, daughter, you say, my daughter, can you get her in? Yeah, let's, let's chat, Luke. Okay. See What a lovely um, guy. He, he is lovely. just a top bloke. Top. Oh he had God. a band. He had a band called the Blackbird, a black, little Blackbird, and he goes, "Oh, Luke, I'm Hamish from Rhythm of Vines and X Y Z, and I, you know, I was it." And he goes, "Can I play here?" I said, "Fuck, get up there, boy!" And they were the greatest band ever. They were really awesome. They played at Sales Street a couple of times, and. Uh, I really enjoyed them. They're good people, you know. I love people like that. Yeah. And Hamish is just a genuine guy, isn't he? Just a cool cat. Yeah. I really like that dog, too. It had just a really distinctive, like, lamb's head shape. It was just so cute. If you had a dog, Sophia, what dog would you have? Oh, okay. So um, I I would have. Let's go into the bathroom, everyone. Back in the seat. I would have either the, the sausage dog. Yes. I can see that. Yeah. Or, okay, there's three. Sorry. I said two. There's three. Sausage Dog, Great Dane, or, uh, no, sorry. Um, what's the one that runs around the thing that you had on the other day? Not a whippet, but a. Greyhound. Yeah. That's it. Greyhound, Sausage Dog, or a Cocker Spaniel. Yeah, I reckon you're more of a Cocker Spaniel sausage dog lady because you've got the big ear here that looks, you know, because dogs look like their owners, right? Right, so my hair looks like big dog's ears. Yes, so okay. I'm going for that. I'm, you know, that's what I'm going for. What if I put my hair up? Uh, well, you probably put it up. Let's have a look. No, I can't. I don't have a hair tie. But, like, obviously I wouldn't I wouldn't hold it that close. There we go. Head. There goes the greyhound. There goes the greyhound. Look. Right, thank you. Great. Yep, there you go. So there you go, yeah. And Thane, what do you reckon he'd be a rock wouldn't he? Thane would be a Labrador. A hundred percent a Labrador, but oh, like a black one or a brown chocolate. Labrador. Chocolate, they call them, not black. Chocolate, that's the one. He's a chocolate, chocolate lab. lab. <laughs> Just sort of like, if I have to, all right. Go on then. Mm. I'd be like a Newfoundland, wouldn't I? Oh, most definitely. Definitely. 
<laughs> hey, why don't we give your ad one last push, everybody, because it all happens tomorrow. How are you feeling, Luke? Are you ready for this? I'm positive now after a bottle and a half of wine. I'm pretty good. Luke Teller, inspirational businessman, South Auckland crate champ, architect, playwright, poet, and two-time heart attack survivor. If I get to Christmas, I'm lucky. Now, rising like a phoenix, Luke prepares for his next big fight. The Luke Dello Celebrity Sleepover, raising money for Mental Health Awareness Week. Tune in to YouTube, Twitch or Facebook to watch this living legend sleep like a baby. The Luke Dello Celebrity Sleepover, live stream this Friday from 10pm. That's a two-hour show, guys. Yeah. yeah. Crazy, eh? Oh, Italian greyhounds. I really like Italian greyhounds. I think they're so cute. I just worry, the about, worry about them being brittle. Oh, yeah. I've got kids, you know, and I don't want them to be running with a scooter or something and trip over and land on the dog and then, you know, crush its bones. Luke, question? Luke. Go ahead, Luke. Where's Eddie Mac? Oh, oh, he, he, to- he signed off. Yeah. <laughs> is he? Is he all right? I yeah, feel- he's good. He's good. I he's think he's fine. I think he just um, went to bed. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, totally. I'm going to bed tomorrow. Yeah, you are. Yeah, We're all going to watch you. Yeah. I'm going to bring my kazoo. <laughs> and on that note, right, that was a great show. I love you all. And uh, on okay, that, yeah. Note, um, Thanks, Luke. Oh, down the hatch. Don't wet the bed. Don't wet the bed. I've had my onion soup. So, um, what? <laughs> what? Onion soup for the you know the the ghosts look alike when the sheets go. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, great. Okay, this like a hot air balloon. And worse, like a hot air balloon. No candles tomorrow. No, you don't want to cause an issue with the fire. No. Hey, what is our safety precautions tomorrow with the does any safety? I will do three short, sharp kazoo noises at you if there is a fire. <laughs> I'm staying up with you, Luke, because I'm gonna be doing all the paneling and stuff. So um you know I'll be I'll be watching along. Um yeah. So well, thank you very much for your kind donation. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very much. Will you actually go to sleep? Will you actually sleep, or do you think you'll just? Yeah, I've um, got a, I've got a, um, I've got a system tomorrow. I've got a meditation system that I've, because um, when I was running bars and restaurants above, when I had my apartment above bars and restaurants in London, around the world, I was always above them, and I had a meditation system that put me to sleep. Mm, it must be hard as well because you've had so many different careers and so many different places with so many skill sets. Every time we talk to someone, you got the same profession as them as well. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. You, I am very skill set. You do not. I just, you know, yes. Jack of all it. trades, are you? I wear many hats. <laughs> Is that wine's really picking in now? I've got to go off the line. See you later, you know, mate. See you soon. Bye. You See you tomorrow. Um, great show tonight. I think um, it was lovely seeing uh, lovely um, Cara Rickard, and it was lovely catching up with Hamish. It was a really good show. This was a good show. Thank you to everybody. You know what I feel like watching is that uh, squid show now. Um, that sounds. What day cool. is it tomorrow? Friday. 
Okay, great. See everyone tomorrow for Luke Dello's big um, Gumboot Friday money raising live broadcast of him slapping starts at 10 o'clock. So we've got an hour run up from nine to wish him well. And then we watch the sleeping begin. He'll probably log off around. I think Facebook only lets you go for four hours straight and then right. you have to start another stream. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Sounds good. Catch you later, everyone. See ya. See ya.